now tuning into the All I Need Podcast. But uh, I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding to death. That's right when I found skateboarding. Like my friend showed me it and I was like latched onto it because it was the uh, only thing at that time that was really fun and like my escape and I fell in love with it, you know? Is this thing on? Did you? Yeah. It <laughs> did is you, on. Did you get? Did you hear it say recording? I did. That's a good sign. Um, I figured I I pop open up. Oh, I can't see it. Patty's beer. Since you know your Boston and stuff up in those areas. Which, know, wait, mass. what is that one? Patty's Patty's Pub. Nice. I, don't know. Let's I try know. That. I love that you're in the studio with me yeah. right now. I'm in the <laughs> studio. I was going to put my uh, at 40 plus thing up here. And I was like, no, man, I'm just going to, I went and cropped one of your videos. They can see your microphone sticking out there in the corner. And I, it was when it was uh, two videos ago when your homie got up to use the bathroom, left the seat empty. So like the seat behind me is empty. <laughs> it's it's perfect. Cause you're literally on the opposite side, dude. Yeah, so yeah. good. I, I hooked it up. I'm going to join you with having a drink. I got a Sam Adams winter lager, uh, festive is, and smooth. This is green. Sam Adams. Can't go wrong with Sam. Wait, what's oh, green? Your beer is green? beer is green. Let's see that thing. Hold it up after. Well, I don't know if it'll shine in this, uh, in this fake. Oh, man. I'm going to have to turn this visual background off real quick to show it. Oh, because it's green. <laughs> yeah. Hold your, on. Let me see. Your shoulder dis- disappeared for a second there. It's crazy. Let's see. Virtual background. I'm going to turn it off. I mean, I know the color green, so if it's too crazy, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's still crazy. (laughs) Man. Man, how do you turn it off? There you go. I don't know. Oh, nope. That didn't work. It's because you got green screen. That's kind of sick, man. I love that you do that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. uh, Oh man, I'm sideways. I'm upside down. Nope, it didn't work. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Whoa. Trying to I don't know how to use this stuff. <laughs> you, just, you just went 360 on me, yeah, bro. Yeah, that was that was nuts. Like Tony that was the Hawk. That's trick I've done all day. <laughs> oh, there you can see it. Look at that. Oh yeah. You're oh. you're you're drinking some high like high C type uh, I don't know. Ectoblast. Ectoblast. It says it's a um warm filtered craft lager. Solid, solid yeah. choice. Wait, I don't know what this means because this shouldn't be on a beer, but it says lubricant. <laughs> hey, it's got to do lubricant. Purpose. Wait, it says no kidding. Says this no kidding. I can't. I wish you could see the can. It says lubricant and colon cleanser straight from the sack. <laughs> At least they're honest, bro. Yeah, that's nuts. Oh man, you got to figure out how to get this this. Uh, background off just so i could show you that that's crazy that's insane dude um oh, man. okay so i guess i kind of want to i don't i don't normally in, introduce my yeah. guests which oh, i guess man. i probably should introduce them but um maybe you introduce yourself give give people a little insight as to because you were just starting to talk about serving oh. and being in the army and stuff maybe give a little introduction to for my listeners that don't know you yeah so i think uh you know most people just Know me as Adventures in Skateboarding, if they know me at all. Uh, I'm a 44, soon to be 
45 year old man uh, that picked up skateboarding at 41. So I did skate a little in the eighties, uh, but I, w- I didn't have any tricks, right? It was go downhill, go fast, go everywhere. Maybe hit a launch ramp, that type of stuff. But I didn't have any tricks. Um, 2000, 2006, tried to get my kids into skating. Um, like got my Ollie back at that point. Um, but then life takes over and touch a board again for another 10 years. And then uh, 2017, I was like, man, I need something that's that's not work related, something that's just kind of for me. And I had a I had a cruiser board, and I just kind of went out skating. I was in, out, living in El Paso, Texas at the time, and all of a sudden I found like all these amazing skate parks. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Like this this didn't exist when I grew up in San Diego. Um, we had Del Mar, but you didn't go to Del Mar unless you were Tony Hawk. Willie Santos, right? Unless you're just great. Um, so like uh, having all these parks was new to me. I just started exploring them. And I just never put the board down. And so now on top of, of my career, uh, which I've been in the army almost 26 years in, in February, um, when I'm not at work and, and not engaged uh, with family stuff, like, man, I spend every free moment I have um, skating. I should probably spend it finishing my degree um, and other important things. But like, like this is the most important thing to me right now because it creates the best harmony in my life. A lot of people are like, oh, you got to have work-life balance. Balance is a terrible word. Balance uh, implies 50-50. Deal equal on both sides. You're never going to have work-life balance. But can you find something that brings it harmony? That the, the work week makes the work week a little easier. makes the stressful moments a little easier. And, and skateboarding has been that for me. And then sharing it on YouTube, like, man, this was not like the plan when I started. Um, but I started sharing it because it wasn't like, oh, look at my skateboarding. It was, hey, you 44 year old dude, all in on work, go make some time for yourself. And you'll probably be better at work. You'll probably be better at all the other things you do if you take care of yourself a little better. And that's kind of where the channel started. And I lost track of that over time. Um, I called the channel progression in skateboarding when I first started. How long, how long have you had the channel for? It's going to be four years, February 19th. And my, my goal is to get five videos up by then, because if I can do that, I'll have 100 videos at the four year mark. So it's not a lot. Like I'm not the guy that like, I'm going to upload Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No, I'm going to upload when I have a video to upload between life and everything else. So it's a slow process, but I, I don't go, I don't force videos. Either I have a video of something I was naturally going to do anyway, or I don't like, I don't, I don't plan them out. I don't like, Oh, I got to get one, man. I could go a month without a video. And if I don't have video, I'm comfortable with that. Like I'm not going to force, force anything. No. Yeah, that's a good practice. Cause yeah. people can tell if you're forcing it, it's like um, less enjoyable, you know? Yeah. Plus, like my progression's slow. Like if I go out there and like I'm gonna make a video three times a week, you know what you're gonna see fucking for the next three videos? Me <laughs> falling down trying to slappy no slide, right? It's gonna be the same shit over and over and over again. But anyway, like I was saying, the channel's first called progression and skateboarding. And unfortunately, like I got too tied up in the progression. And like you're not gonna learn a new trick every time you go out. You're gonna set the foundation for a future trick, but you're not gonna always get one. Um, so then I changed the name simply to adventures in skateboarding. And it's like, Hey, this is, this is my adventure. Like I'm going to try different boards. I'm going to try different tricks. I'm going to try different parks. Like this is, this is just my adventure. And you're all invited to come along for the ride. And man, I've met the best community in the world. 
um you can't beat it like this this people are like oh youtube skaters yeah you know who youtube skaters are they're everyday people from all around the world that just love picking up their board and skating and, yeah. and that's the difference which we kind of text about this after your, your last guest was great by the way thanks about like instagram is like i just want to see a trick youtube is i want to invest in in that person in that person's story and that person's journey um the long content still has a place yeah and and i think i think eventually it's going to come back around obviously tiktok instagram those type of things are killing it right now short attention span stuff but at the end of the day it always comes back to human connection and i think youtube still provides that human connection yeah i agree with you i love long format obviously like uh it's really uh it's not so single serving it's you it's the good bad and ugly it's good i really enjoy it it's the way it's, to the, do. it's the journey right like i want to invest in people i don't follow a lot of big channels i some i follow hundreds of small channels because i'm interested in their process right i like i want to see how they do it i want to watch them grow as humans uh, in their videos and their editing and the skating like i like the whole process i love I love that you can go to a channel, any channel. You don't have to go to a big one. You could just go to any channel, regardless of how many subscribers they have, and just peer into someone's life. And yeah. like, there's a lot of human capital out there of like amazing, funny, dedicated, sure. cool people that are just like creating content. It's unbelievable, yeah. to be honest. All walks of life. You got professional graphic designers. You've got, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> you've got teachers. You've got, you know, people that just lost their job and like this is the one saving grace like you've got so many walks of life but it it all comes together in skateboarding you know like that's the one common denominator that we can we can all rally around you know i love oh it. yeah oh yeah yeah so, skateboarding is great for that one man yeah it encompasses anybody who wants to be a part of it which is amazing yeah can, and it we it weeds out quitters, right? Like I think, I don't remember who said, I was watching a video and they're like, oh man, skateboarding weeds out quitters. Like it does. And so does YouTube. Like how many small channels have, have popped on? Like I'm going to be the next John Hill or whatever. And like six months into it, oh man, I can't believe I'm not famous. I'm out. You yeah. Know? Pretty much nope. with pretty much with anything. It's like, you need to find a way to you know, whether it's skating or it's a YouTube channel, you got to find a way to do things within that medium and like do it in a way that you enjoy it so that you want to yeah. do it. A lot of people yeah. like are chasing something that they saw or trying to recreate something. Yeah. It helps if you can just do something because you want to get better at it. Cause then you'll get through all the shitty parts of it. Cause yeah. like in the beginning, it's hard. You're building up a following. Like even if it's a, if it's your skating, it's hard. Cause you have to build up those foundational tricks and learn to f turn front side, turn back side, get the Ollie practice your fucking pop, you know, w work yeah. out your flick, which means a thousand bales until you can figure yeah. out how to flick, you know, and For like, sure. uh, it's same with YouTube. It's like, you don't know what's going to work and nothing, there's no set formula. So you got to yep. try and you got to like I, in the beginning stages of making my channel, I did a bunch of videos and I tried a bunch of different things. And then eventually I started like forming on a style and figuring out what I wanted to do and how, and that I could enjoy it. And I didn't have to do things that I thought I did. And like, 
especially when you're young and you're like looking into things, it's like, there's so many experts out there that aren't fucking yeah. experts. They just kind of like tell you, like they're out there giving you information thinking so they can get right. views, but you're the, like, you're the not problem really with experts. Me. Yeah. With experts, if you follow experts, your channel's going with like everyone else's channel. Exactly. exactly you know? yeah. It doesn't work. I think so. When I started, I, I had no clue what I was doing. So at first it was like, here's some five second clips of me trying to ollie up a block or 50-50. Those are like the first five videos. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to vlog because that's what skaters do or you know, skateboarders on YouTube, they vlog. So I like tried that and was like, man, I'm terrible at that. I need to not, <laughs> I need to not do that. I'm long winded. These videos are super long. They don't really, I have a message in them, but it gets lost in the, 17 minutes of bullshit that i'm doing yeah um and then i went to i went to south korea and i was like okay i'm just gonna do voiceover so i'm gonna make short videos like four or five minutes i'm gonna film everything i'll come home i'll edit it and i'll just tell the story and i was like man i kind of like that but then i lost this right this this eye-to-eye -eye contact this connection with who i am as a human because it was just voiceover yeah and then i was i was watching the um, some this dude tulip mafia makes rap music video reviews like he's a reactor yeah and most reactors i watch um they're like they're in a big chair and the video's small in the corner well he was in small in the corner and he had the the video up behind him on a green screen i was like oh man how do you make a green screen because i'm not a creative person like i had never filmed edited anything when i started this that i started all this at the same time i started skateboarding so I like I looked up online how do you make a green screen? I went out to the store and I bought nine pieces of green construction paper and I taped it to the wall of the apartment I was living in. And I'm fucking with my computer. I'm like, oh shit, it works. So then I was like, okay, how am I gonna do this? And I just went out and I just filmed everything, just filmed everything. And then I come back and I edit the video and I'm just kind of thinking about what was the day about, what was the message, like what did I get out of it? And I build that video and the minute I hit play to watch that video back for the first time ever, that's when I'm recording my reaction. So I'm reacting to my own video, freestyling it right there with what I was thinking during the edit. And then I combine those two videos and now you've got me kind of explaining the session. And then the narrative I kind of use is my skateboarding is not good enough to stand by itself. It, it needs a narrative. Like I got to <laughs> tell, I got to tell the story or it's just an old man falling down, you know? So I like, I like that you don't try to script it and it's uh, just off the cuff. Cause that's yeah. like, that's, you can connect to that. Cause you're like, Oh, this is a real human. It's not someone just trying to market and sell me some bullshit. It's like yeah. this person's creating the content, you know, good, bad, and ugly, not just trying to, get a thousand subscribers or whatever the fuck it yeah, is so i've asked people like man like why do you watch the channel because like i'm interested and uh one guy put it best he's like it's kind of like sitting on a couch with a friend and chilling i was like man i'll take that all day yeah like i'll take that because like I'm not, I'm not a fucking great skater like eh, it's, this is just me having a good time and i'm not the best video maker so like man i'm, I'm interested on in why people have connected like it's not a huge channel two thousand subscribers but you know, as well as I know, what does 2000 mean? 25%, right? You really have 25% of whatever your subscriber count is at any given time. Cause they, they come and they go, but the numbers stay. Right. Yeah. So I think I've got like 500 ride or die homies at, at any given time. Dude, that's amazing. Like that, that's a big, that, 
that's yeah. a big audience like if you right. had 500 people in front of you you'd yeah be like holy shit oh shit yeah you yeah. know so like oh people are like oh man you got 2000 i was like oh no i've had i'm i'm fortunate enough to believe that over a period of four years 2000 people have felt inspired enough to hit the subscribe button but at any given day I, i'll tell you there's 500 awesome people out there that are interested yeah it's funny because uh i've been thinking about that a lot just because um I've been looking at those videos of the metaverse, which is a whole rabbit hole in itself. But but I was like, whoa, if you could actually put on a headset and be in the room with the people that actually listen oh, yeah. to your show, like yeah. you would have an audience like a comedian does of like yeah. 100, 200, 500 people that would make it feel intense compared to like what it yeah. there's a little bit of a lag it is how it is now. So um It'd Crazy. be intimidating. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done one live video where I just kind of sat down. I called it, you know, I don't know, beer and skate chat or something. And I just, I just, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't advertise it. I just went, I'm going live, and I cracked a beer. And over, over a one hour period, there was at least always fifteen to twenty people in the room. That was a lot to keep up with, just fifteen or twenty people. Like, because I'm trying to look at all their questions or engage what they're interested in. And 15 to 20 people over an hour period of cycling in and out, it was a lot, you know, yeah. and like, man. So when people are like, oh man, 2000 subscribers. I'm like, man, I'm just fortunate one person's interested, you know, like, who am I? You know, I'm just a regular it's, dude. It's cool to have something that you work on that you have like a following and people are appreciating it. And it's not something you're like, it's not like you're dying, you're dying to have a huge following. It's just, you're creating yeah. something for yourself and then you I, can connect with I want people, people that, that are, enjoy it. I want people that are interested. Like, um, I'm invested in a lot of channels, like those people as humans and, and people that come to watch my channel, I, I hope they're coming, uh, for the human aspect of it and not the, as I come for the skateboard, they're gonna be highly disappointed. Right. Like, I've <laughs> <laughs> I've even said on my channel, like, hey, if, if you came for a great skateboard, you're on the wrong channel. Like, you got to you got to go somewhere else. You know, I'm a weird person to say that to because I'm so obsessed with skateboarding to the point where, like, I've been injured lately and I'll just go to the park and watch people watch, skate. Yeah. Like, I don't even care how good someone is. Like, I just like watching the struggle or the, the victories and every you should you should take the show on the road. Right. Like, go to the park and just interview like skaters of the session. Hey, man, I've been watching for an hour and you're the skater of the session. Let's sit down and do some chats. I thought about you know, doing stuff like that in the past, like bringing it to the park and like yeah. doing doing like a live podcast with Westgate or Barley and have an audience yeah. there would Legends. be kind of crazy. Yeah. Legends. So that's like, you're like, hey, you want to do the show? I was like, uh, you know, you have like pro skaters on your show and I'm just some dude in North Carolina drinking <laughs> beer, right? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, right. but, <laughs> but so that... I agree, though, that I like having people on that aren't like big, high profile people because people have crazy stories like and that's yeah. just just because like someone hasn't worked to get out like you got to work to kind of be famous for the most part, like to get yeah. your name out there and stuff and skating. But like there's people that have such amazing stories that you never hear. And that kind of leads me to like like uh, first, how many kids do you have? And then tell me about how you got like introduced to the army and the army, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the army. I was, um I don't know if I really got introduced in the Army. So, like, just growing up, I grew up in San Diego, Navy, Marine Town. Never had any interest in that. But I, I had an interest in serving. I don't know why. Um, 
man, just as a kid, I'm like, army stuff's cool. Like serving's cool. Um, wow, do, that's I, crazy. That's crazy. Cause I don't think that many kids think so, that nowadays. So like, I, I look at it from this point of view, like American history, right? If you look at American history, every 11 years in American history, there's a major conflict. Yes. And so, you know, I was young, young teenager, um, not maybe not quite a teenager during the Gulf War. And I was like, oh, man, that's pretty crazy. Um, what if that shit happened again? And I'm an adult. I got a choice, right? I can wait until that moment happens. And I know I'm going to join. Like, that's who I am in, inherently as a human. I'm going to join if something happens. Or I can join now in peacetime, which I joined in 96. Um, I can join now and get trained. And hopefully I go as a leader and as a sergeant instead of a soldier and, and have some skills. And, that, and that's exactly what happened. I joined in, in 96 and I found myself in Afghanistan in early 2000, uh, 2002 as a sergeant and seven deployments later, I'm still alive. My knees still work a little bit. My back still works a little bit. Uh, been fortunate to, to be a paratrooper uh, 20 of 26 years of my career. Um, so man, I get to go to work with humans every one of them willing to jump out of an airplane and that changes everything when you know every single person next to you is willing to jump out of an airplane so, how, how do you how do you go to being a sergeant like how do you start from signing up and then just get like so so you uh you know just like anything you sign up you don't know anything i think the secret to the army when you first join is realize you don't know anything uh, let's just talk about that first like who should join right skaters most resilient people in the world. Like here's a group of humans that get out there on their free time, try something over and over and over again, fail, 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 minor correction, fail, minor correction, fail, minor correction, land. Most resilient people out there are these young skaters that know how to self-motivate, get out there and put in the sets and reps. They know how to train. They know how to almost develop a training plan. They just don't even, they can't put it into words. And then they, they reach their success, but they don't go, ah, oh, man, I got it. I'm done. They go, what's the next step? Like what's the next step, man, if we could get skaters to join the military, like no one would beat us. We'd be yeah. fucking the greatest fucking force in the damn universe. <laughs> um, and then like, but who does join, right? People that join 99%. On the enlisted side, these are people that, that that grew up in a rough, rough neighborhood, rough family life in a town with with no real future in it, or they're following the wrong friends, or they're chasing the wrong things, and they know they need a change, but they don't know what that change is yet. But but the military kind of signifies like, man, I can get on a bus or a plane tomorrow and start change. I don't know where it's going to end up, but I can start it. This is the first step. And then, then they come in and they get their, they kind of get their, their basic training, kind of wash themselves of their old values and their old ways, kind of take on, take on whatever service values that, that they, uh, they join. Army's got the army values. Um, and if they integrate and they take that opportunity to actually make those changes, they can be super successful, make life, life changing money, life changing decisions. If they join and decide it's a social program and they're just going to be on welfare and they're just going to milk the system, they're not going to be successful. And they're probably going to go right back to the one thing that they were trying to get away from. 
Yeah. Um, and you'd be, you'd be amazed a lot of, unfortunately, we do have a lot of young service members that, that come in and they, they can't put the drugs down. They can't put the drinking down. Um, and they end up going right back to what they were trying to get away from. And it, it's unfortunate. Others come here and put their head down and they just go to work for their minimum time. But you know what they walk away with? Fucking four years of college paid for anywhere. Like they walk away with that in the GI bill. Um, That's wild. Others, they save their money. They put it away. Like if you're single, you're getting a free place to live and every meal provided for. So every bit of money you make other than the cell phone bill could honestly go into savings. So if you did a four-year contract and saved every penny and just said, I was broke before I joined the army, I'm going to be broke in the army with money in the bank. Do you know how easy it is to be broke with money in the bank and everything provided for you? Yeah. You could, you could honestly do a four-year contract and walk away with 60,000 cash in the bank. That's and like how, that's how like being a sponsored yourself. sponsored skater was for me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they like get, he, they gave us a van with a key, with a gas card yeah. and like I had free shoes, free boards, like clothes, like everything, even my apartment was taken care of and then I was just getting checks so I was putting them in the bank. Yeah. So, nice. That was my army. Yeah. <laughs> so like so it's kind of similar, right? So once you <laughs> once you join and, and you, you gain your skills and you figure out the job and then you, you start to develop yourself as a leader and hopefully you have good leaders above you that show you what, what right looks like. And you're also going to have a lot of leaders above you that don't show you what right looks like and you learn just as much from them. And then you get an opportunity to go to, we call it promotion board, right? So the first four ranks kind of give me, you do your time, you don't get in trouble, you're getting those first four ranks. And that takes about two years, right? Um, right around that third year, now you're eligible to be a sergeant. So you're going to go before promotion board. That's going uh, in front of a guy like me, uh, a battalion sergeant major, four of my first sergeants. You're going to come into a room and, and we're going to ask you army questions uh, and not job questions, not like, oh man, tell me about operating a, a howitzer. Like, we're not going to ask you that. We're going to ask you, like, no kidding, big army questions. You represent that you understand the army and the policies and the resources out there mostly that can help other young soldiers because we have a lot of resources. We have um, substance abuse programs. We have family life programs for family counseling. There's so much out there to help every individual through their, through their plan. And it's that sergeant's job to identify when someone needs a resource and how to get that soldier that resource. So once you prove that, that you're ready to lead soldiers, uh, if you pass the board, that makes you eligible for promotion. You're and you're now you're going to go to a school and we're going to train you. Um, for that, we're going to do that for for every rank from that point on: sergeant, staff sergeant, sergeant first class, master sergeant, sergeant major. You're going to a school. Uh, my school for sergeant major is 11 months long uh, in El Paso, Texas. So we're going to train you in the school, and then once you graduate that school, now you're probably going to you're going to pin on the rank. Um, and now, like, now it's time to perform right? You got promoted for potential. Now it's time to meet that potential. Yeah. Um, and then the process continues like, but you can never, you can never be satisfied. You can never be like, Oh man, I arrived. Right. Imagine if you were a pro and you went to one contest and you rocked it and they, they made you pro and you're like, yep, I made it. And then you never put the same effort into another competition ever again. I've seen that happen to yeah. a lot of people yeah. that like they come out the gates hot and then they yeah. feel like they arrived and then it shows their motivation. They got what they yeah. wanted and then they fall off. Cause you're like, Oh, you got that. People thought you were sick and Epic and that's what you were striving. Yeah. It wasn't like something internally. Yeah. You, no, you know? 
no, my, my boss says the best, like no one cares about whose ass you used to kick, you know, like what, what are you doing now? Right. Yeah, yeah. So you have to, you have to continue to go and, and you, you're going to have to continue to prove yourself. I've been doing this for 26 years uh, in February. And I just got back from a five day, a five day assessment uh, to see if I'm the right type of human they want to lead at the next level. Uh, there's no more promotions in the sense of rank for me, but there's, there's different jobs and in the army now, um, very human centric. Do do we have the right humans going into the next the next uh, positions? Uh, man, I may not be the human that they're looking for. Like that shit was hard. Like it was a bunch of psychosomatic tests. You know those like weird brain puzzles and things like that. Like it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you sit down with psychologists. You go to a board. You do uh, the physical uh, physical like fitness test do a lot of stuff um man so like when i meet a young staff sergeant with five years and it's like i'm a staff sergeant i arrived i'm like man i'm a sergeant major 26 years and i don't feel like i've arrived yet like <laughs> like i just got skull drug for five days man you know so it's like how did you make it and i haven't made it yet you know yeah. so it's interesting but uh i'll tell you what like the the skateboarding it comes back it comes back to that for me because I think it makes me more relatable um, to the younger soldiers. They don't just see me as like some staunch, you know, sergeant majors, uh, you know, glass face. Like they may see that at work because like I'm going to be a professional at work, but they can also like log into the channel and be like, oh man, he is human. You know, he does fall. He does have to get back up. He does go through that process. So I think the ones that that know that I skate, which most do, but the ones that look at the channel, I think they probably see me in a different light than the people that can't see past the the position and rank. And, and I think that's important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, whenever I meet someone who skates or used to skate, I feel like I'm a kindred spirit with them. Like they get the idea of like falling, getting back up, not yeah. giving up, being creative, like just seeing value in something trivial, but then it means the whole world to you. Like it just, yeah. you feel like you connect. You're like, what? Like even I met someone today. I was like looking, went to a dealership cause I was looking for minivans cause I want to take the skate team yeah. on more trips, you know, oh, I need, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to put all the groms in the van and go on lots of skate trips. So I was like looking at minivans and the dude was like telling me he used to like toy machine and stuff. And yeah. I was already like, I just started vibing with the dude. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, you used to skate. You get it. Like he was cool as hell, man. It's crazy how you can just not know someone and then instantly you know them somehow, yeah. you know, Dude, I've, I've met so many good people through this. Like, yeah, again, I'm not a good skater and I don't live, you know, that skate life, you know, I'm probably the furthest thing from it. Right. But like, like I, I've, I've connected with you over this, um, Tim McKinney from think I'm sure legend, you know Timmy, legend, right? legend. Timmy's been an awesome supporter of my skateboarding, which is crazy. Right. Um, Mowgli from, you know, you know, from Braille, but I met Mowgli, uh, in South Korea, he was out there street skating, uh, for a skate trip. And I was living out there and like, we just met, I didn't know who he was. And man, I was like, this is a great human. And we'd become like, you know, friends over, over the last couple of years through that. He was on um, your channel, right? You he just was saw... like, he took over my last video. So he, he got his, right. he finally got his own board. Right. So 
I, I skated his board and instead of me doing the commentary on it, I sent it to him and he sat in my seat and he did all the commentary for me skating his <laughs> that, board. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, that's so awesome. That, that was awesome. And then even, even yesterday, like I was, you know, or two days ago, I don't remember what day it was. I was driving back from that assessment and uh, there's this guy, Michael Relevant. He, he lives in uh, Kentucky. He does, I think, really well-structured videos. Um, and I was like, Hey, can you, can we get a session? And he was like, yeah, we can do that. So I drove an hour from where I was to where he was before I drove home. And like, we just kind of cruised around for a little bit and skated. And then we decided like, okay, he does a lot of like five trick videos, like here's five easy tricks or here's five interesting tricks, or he does a lot of videos like that. And like, well, like let's do four tricks four new tricks for a 44 year old. And, and what I really respect about him is like, he could have busted out a million hard tricks that I would have never landed. Right. But he like understood my left and my right limit and like what was possible. And he came up with things that I hadn't done still challenging, but within, within the realm of possibility. And, and we were able to get all four tricks and in a, re in a reasonably good amount of time and none of them were incredibly hard, but I'd never done them. And they took thought process. And then that was interesting to him because he's been, like you, you probably don't know how you do the tricks that you do. You've just been doing them for so long. If someone asks you how to do it, you're like, oh man, you just pop and flick it. I'm like, you got to put the weight on your left foot, slide over to your right toe, adjust your shoulders. Like I think about every single movement. And he was like, oh man, this is, this is so different because he would explain the trick and I would explain how I thought I was going to have to approach it because of it. And he's like, I would have never thought of the trick that way. But now that you say it, like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in skating that like I've noticed because I've overindulged in skating that it's automatic. So it's yeah. like I don't really think about it that sense. The thing that helps me with that, though, is teaching skateboard lessons, because then yeah. I start to like get back in that beginner's mindset, mind, right. mind frame again. So that helps a lot with that. But there yeah. is like there's times where someone will ask me, like, how do you do that? And a lot of times I'm like to be honest, like it's been so long since I've even thought yeah. about it. It's just muscle memory at some right. point. Yeah. Plus him and I, like we make our videos alone with tripods. Like that's how we make our videos. And um, it, it was interesting, like for him to have a guest there that he was kind of like hosting and he had to interact with. And then like us seeing each other's lenses. Like, so he understood how I look at skating and the skate videos. And I looked at how he looked at it and we were able to vibe off each other. And he, he made his video already. I haven't had a chance to sit down and edit mine, but I think his video like turned out really good. And uh, it was awesome to be part of it. And again, another connection. And me and this guy have nothing in common. Like he's a UK graduate with an art degree who skates and does videography. And he also has a, a video camera channel as well. Like he's super smart into that stuff. Man, I would love to do that stuff. My life doesn't permit it. Um, but like skateboarding like brings these people from totally different cultures and totally different interests. We would never talk probably for any other reason, but skateboarding creates that common ground that, that, that allows us to go out there and have a good time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God, man. That's like, for me, skateboarding has been the, like the best thing that skateboarding has done for me is give me a sense of community. And I've met so many rad people that just love the same thing you love. And it's like, it opens up, you to so many uh 
so many people that are just dedicated to something, yeah. you know, and it just connects and, you instantly, which is unbelievable. Like, and that's that's like why the YouTube thing is, I think, important to a lot of us is it connects you like globally with skaters. Yeah. You know, like I'm it a, can. It can. It, For some yeah. people, it's just kind of like superficial, but like yeah. if you're using it right, like which you are from what I can see and seeing how you're like connecting with people around you then it's like you're you're using it as a way to connect to humans and build a community and talk to because i don't i don't have peers that are doing this like there's not my community doesn't have a, an old man skate crew um doing those type of things i don't i don't know those people right so how do i connect with people it's, it's through sharing my skating in the videos and then being engaged and invested in, in other people's like um i don't know if you've checked out this this new group that's coming up it's called um another skateboarding channel so i, I was looking at some of the links you sent me dude i right. checked them out a little bit so another that's a dude you got an english dude in the uk you've got a um, twitchy and son uh down in australia and then they'll have like a guest on from scotland or the us or whatever and like that whole little tiny channel is doing so much for small skateboarding it's crazy like they'll go find people sponsor me tapes and then they'll throw them up there and be like, Oh, let's watch these three sponsor me tapes, man. That guy was doing this. or that guy was doing X or they'll bring that dude on for an interview. Um, they'll, they have a one show called so bored where they just kind of watch other people's channels. Like, man, how does this guy have 32 subscribers? And he's just absolutely crushing it. Right. And, sick. and the, the, the real answer to that though, is if you're, only posting your tricks like an instagram or a skate video with only your tricks with no personality you're no different than every other great skater out there yeah. like you you've seen it on teams you can be the most talented skater in the world but if you don't have a personality that clicks and vibes with the rest of the team you're not going to make it and you're probably not going to even get looked at for sponsorship if, if you don't have the type of personality that they're looking for uh to vibe with that team so like personality matters, man. I don't care how good you are. There's a, there's a million 12 year olds across the nation that can do tricks that you and I cannot even believe. Yeah. But if they don't have the character and personality, um, to connect with the people, they're, they're just going to be another great skater that went unknown. Yeah. yeah it's just tricks are just tricks unless there's some depth behind it. Yeah. 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 I learned that real early on because like, the i've talked to you before about how i grew up like broken family stuff and just like i realized like going on because i had a lot of men, uh, emotional issues and things i was dealing with growing up and i i believe like people ask me like do you think you're like naturally talented and i think about it and i'm like i kind of do but i think my yeah. family upbringing like fucked me up to the point where i couldn't like just practice my craft and peace and have safety yeah. you know so like it became like a resilient thing like i'm going to do this like you mu you muscled your way to success like okay everything else is gonna suck guess what's not gonna suck yeah this motherfucking trick is not gonna suck yeah and you know? I, I, it's weird because like when i am at my when i feel good and i'm in a good space I can learn things like it feels natural, you know, but yeah. like most of my upbringing did wasn't like that. It was a lot yeah. of like using skating as a way to escape and kind of a way just to show my emotions and get yeah. things out, you know? So like, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but, but, um, yeah, like to me, like that's, what's really helped me a lot with skate with skating is just being able to, uh, put my energy and life into it and connect and everyone has access to that like just yeah. 
amazing how many people are out there. Like you sent sent that link of uh, it's Nessa, right? Dude, Nessa's amazing. So the, she's she's a thirty four year old Canadian uh, woman who skates harder than anybody on YouTube. Like, I like she, that she doesn't. I like that she doesn't just take the first scrap she gets. She no. keeps going. She's like Dude, wants to get it right. You know, she's a grinder and she's not like. I'm gonna do one trick. Like she's always working on lines and, and yeah. not, I don't think enough YouTube people do that, but she's always trying to get like a solid line and she's always, she's always breaking. And I don't know if you noticed when you watched her, like when she pops, she floats over her board better than like anybody I've ever seen. Like she gets her knees up, like almost in a JK's way. Like she gets her knees up and like the board just, it's just there every time for, her. Uh, I'm sure she has her, her struggles and, and her slams but she shares she shares those as well and uh she's got a great little community up there her homie b that she's always skating with is incredibly talented as well was um, that that was that the other girl i watched the yeah, video yeah she yeah. was hilarious that's what yeah. i like. she was cracking yeah. me up and she dude, was ripping too <laughs> dude, they're awesome now um, they've got a little company going called only one skate i don't know who runs it but she's skating for them um but like find me another 34 year old woman skating that's not a pro that's putting in that kind of work i've never seen it like yeah. she is just phenomenal and she's been grinding and she's super talented she's so good yeah um, every time i watch i learned how to do heel flips like watching her videos so i was trying to do heel flips and i was having this trouble it was always landing in front of me on the on the bank right in front of me just right out of my reach right at my toes right and i was watching one of her videos and they were her and B were carving this um, bank and they were doing heel flips and going down the bank. And I was like, man, what if I carve into it on this bank a little bit, not enough to carve and go down just a little bit. And that's going to bring my body weight forward and land on the board. And like, I was able to get it. And then I just self-corrected it back. Once I knew how to do that, I, then I self-corrected it back so I could come straight back fakie. But it was like, just watching how she approached it. I was like, oh man, I can get it. I can get it if I, if I just take that little approach, you know, and that's a yeah. lot of reason I watch a lot of these channels. Like I'm trying to learn from them as much as enjoy their skin. Like, okay, how'd they do that? And I want to know. There's a, but, that's another aspect of skating. That's amazing is you can watch someone else go through yeah. it and you can kind of pay attention and see like how it's done, see the yeah. process. And then you can take it and try to add your own twist and style to it. I did that I, a lot growing up, like being on the East coast and just, uh, stuck inside and looking through magazines and videos yeah. and just studying everything and then like go sleeping and trying to like get it like thinking about it all night long and then you're like i'm gonna just give it a go and yeah. then it works in time you know i think some of my frustration in, in filming um when people film is they, they film their board and their feet like skateboarding doesn't happen in your feet skateboarding happens in your shoulders so when people don't show their shoulders i can't figure out how they're how they're approaching the uh, the line like how they're getting set and then what are they doing once they're on the board if you're just showing me your feet and the board yeah. I, I can't learn anything yeah yeah you know? so it's crazy like skateboarding starts here you know and people always think it's it's the feet you know when i teach skateboard lessons it's a lot of times like people don't know what to do with their shoulders they're yeah. like their their bodies are sideways but their shoulders are the opposite way and i'm like well you got to be like kind of parallel and you got to be able to use your toes and heels and it's weird too with skating because like you want to learn your center of balance with your push so you want to lean into that front foot and get that center when you're going straight with your vehicle 
But then yeah. once you're riding, you want to adjust and turn your body and shoulders sideways so you can yeah. carve with the toes and heels. It's like sometimes for people, that's a hard concept to go from their push to riding where they can carve right. toes and heels. Like I always try to equate it to like when, when I talk to little kids and people I do lessons with, I'm like, you're it's your vehicle. So like you got to get a good foundation, get a strong push, and then you got to learn to ride and you got to be able to turn it with your toes and heels carve. And then also don't forget if you're going up a wall, it's a car. You wouldn't go in a car in reverse without looking behind you. Cause that's yeah, what a lot of people yeah. do when they go up a wall or something, they go right. up a wall and then they forget to look behind them and their bodies, their shoulders and their body are still facing up the wall. And I'm like, yeah. no, you're, if you went in a car, you got to turn your shoulders and look behind and they usually get it. It takes a little, right. that, I love lessons for that. Cause I have to rethink about it. And then I have to figure out the right words to connect and every person's different and how they absorb information and, yeah with that like, i skate a lot I, I like i like to skate bowls i don't skate them as much as i should um mm -hmm. that's really all i should skate at my age honestly but <laughs> i say that street dreams for some stupid reason but <laughs> it's uh so fun that's why <laughs> yeah but I, but I meet people that they can skate a mini ramp and they can't figure out how to keep speed in a bowl i'm like take take your mini ramp or curve my hand take your mini ramp right and turn it on its side it's still a it's still a transition to a flat tra transition where you would normally pump straighten your legs, bend your legs, straighten, bend your legs, straighten your legs, right? Turn that ramp on its side. And that's use the walls of the bowl the same way you would use the mini ramp. And once they understand that, they start to generate the speed and understand, but that, that's all it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was kind of, that kind of leads me to like uh, being a sergeant and stuff. Are you, I imagine you're like communicating and teaching and stuff like that. Do you have you ever done skateboard yeah. lessons too? No, I haven't done any uh, skateboard lessons. Like I'm, I'm very, I understand my capabilities and limitations, right? I can't kick flip, right? I can only heel flip. Like, I don't think I should talk, tell anybody how to do anything to the least I can land a, a kick flip. Um, but when it comes to an ollie, I do, people do ask me a lot of times. I, I mean, a lot of older skaters getting into it or kids like, how do you walk? Here's my, my problem with the way the Ollie's taught, right? They teach us tilt the board up and then slide your foot. And, you know, as you jump, right, they get so fixated on their front foot that they start actually forcing the board down before it pops. Yeah, so I yeah. tell people, forget about your front foot. I don't care about your front foot. I want you to focus on the pop and the jump and the timing. I guarantee the board's going to come up and hit your front foot. Yeah, yeah. So once you get used to that, then you can start to make it a little more stylish and slide the front foot up and do those other things. But right now, let's just let's just pop and jump, and I guarantee you that board's going to come up and hit your front foot every time. So I just I just tell them to focus on that. Um, and then I think the only other trick, the first trick I always recommend to everybody is uh, fakey shove it. I think if you're just getting into skateboarding, like it's going to feel like you're skateboarding. It's going to look like you're skateboarding. You're going to feel like you did something. And it's the easiest trick in the world because the board's traveling the same direction you're traveling. You just have to have enough confidence to give a little scoop and jump up just enough to let your momentum, you know, uh, carry you over and bring you back down on the board. And I think like fakey shows, like it looks cool. It's a good trick, you know, fun, and it yeah. doesn't, and it doesn't take much to learn it. Um, and then uh, lately, I, I've been learning a lot of like slappy nose slides. And I've had one person like, man, how do you do that? I was like, 
you know, people tell you just go fast and slam your nose into it. And you're like, man, that's, that can't be it. And it, it really is, you know, I think the only difference is it's not that 90 degree slam. It's more of like a, an 80 degree slam. So then yeah. your momentum can carry you to the 90 and then, and then slide. Um, but man, I've been having fun with those, having a little trouble still uh, mastering the, uh, front side slappy nose slide my my heel tends to go down a lot and turn into a break if i could just figure out how to how to turn into it and stand up tall without slamming my heel down i think i would be good but i keep putting the break on with the heel it's in your other foot that's why yeah so you got it front side right yeah front side slapping. so i'm sliding backwards so on a front side nose slide you got to make sure your toes, when you pop the board, your front foot, your toes land on the nose so that you can push through it. But you're really pushing with your back foot, almost on the side of the tail. Really? And okay. You're, you're pushing it through and you're kind of like, and then your exit plan is just in your shoulders. But you got to learn how to get it in there and then muscle it and push it with that back foot so it keeps that slide even. Because yeah. your front foot's going to lock it in if your toes are on it. Your toes will be in there. If you get your toes right in the middle of the nose, it's going to put the pressure in it and it'll start sliding. It might slide too fast, but if you push with your back foot, it'll keep up with it, Man, which I is hard. Think That's, about my back foot on it. Yeah. That dude, like your back. If you yeah. look at the best front side nose photos, you can find like, uh, see Carl Watson, who else got it? Uh, Moses Conan, a Canadian, you can see their back foot. They're pushing the board along. They lock in that front nose, and then that back foot is almost on the side of the tail, pushing it, which is wow. like I paid attention to that. And I learned yeah. front nose is one that I have to relearn. Like when I practice it, I can get it easy. Like I can get it and lock it in and have yeah. it. But if I don't keep up with it, it disappears, and I got to relearn it every time, you know? I get them, I get lucky with them every now and then. But I haven't, I haven't figured it out because it's not solid yet. And back then, foot, fuck around with the back foot. Yeah, think about, think about once you lock it in that you're pushing it with the back foot. It'll, it'll yeah, guide. I'm gonna check out some videos for sure. It's never been mentioned in a tutorial, so I think I need to go watch the good dudes and see how they're doing it. Yeah, and then, that's. And then nose grind is like that's the next on my list. Like I've been throwing around nose grinds, here and there. Oh man, it's getting so close. Like, you know, when it just feels so good and it just goes bad at the last, the last part, like that's where I'm at with it. And like, when I first started doing them, I was jamming the the nose all the way to it and sliding them. But now I'm, I'm finally, I'm locking them in at a balance point and I'm not, you know, just on the truck, not on the nose of the board. What are we doing it on a curb or a rail? I'm, I'm doing it on a box. Yeah. Box, yeah. A curb, yeah. Ledge, a ledge. Yeah. 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 And, uh, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm landing them locked in and I'm getting, I'm getting the grind, but then I'm, I'm losing it at the last minute. Cause I don't, I don't have the, I'm so surprised every time I lock, I do land correctly and lock it in that I'm not ready to pop it out. So I'm just kind of riding it until it falls. Yeah. Um, so I think I just got to get that confidence, that feeling of I'm going to land it correctly. Be ready, be ready for the pop out. Um, yeah that but, just takes time like the more you practice yeah. the faster you'll lock it in the more you'll be able to like push through it more but yeah. that's just all that is is like getting, reps yeah reps because then you'll know it's not going to do what you think it's going to do which is slip yeah. out every try like i used to do that with front side nose size too i'm like this is just going to slide if off. i could do if i could do nose grinds and like crooks i don't know if i'd do any other trick like that's just like <laughs> 
this is so fun, you know? I do. Crooked <laughs> you know? grinds. Like, I remember when I first learned them, it was like my truck. Uh, my goal was to, like, break my truck through having a crooked grind mark yeah. on it. And, and I did it. Like, it's the best. It's the Dude, best. It, uh, I think crooked grind is, like, the best-looking trick in the world. So so I have, like, weird, weird, like, oh, I think these are the best tricks. I think crooked grind is the best grind. I think like over a hip, like a good, like 180 or a good uh, 360 shove or something over a hip where like a flat, where your board's spinning flat yeah, uh, or you're spinning flat, like over a hip, I think looks way better than any flip trick in the world. Um, yeah. when people just kind of floating it through there. Um, and then uh, Smith and the bowl, like when someone goes out and carves the pocket of a bowl at a Smith, you're just like, oh man, you're so talented <laughs> like that looks so good yeah you know? smith grinds are unbelievable too yeah. especially so like i think you know feeble on a rail smith and a bull like that's like those would be my choices on 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 slides yeah, yeah. Well, one of my favorite tricks uh going back to crook grinds is nolly crook i like fell in love with nolly oh, yeah. crooks once i learned crook grinds and then it was like nolly crook is just like it's like nolly crook almost almost makes more sense right because you're kind of putting yourself into that position right off the bat you're not trying to move the the board 180 you're just trying to move it no yeah 90 you know once you get the nolly and you start yeah. to like figure out how to position that into the crook it it works exactly like that it's like Whoa. so like i'm still at that point like i can do nollies baby ones and i can do fake yollies good ones but when i approach an obstacle with any of those tricks my timing is shot it's like a whole new trick the minute there's any obstacle at all involved it's like why can't i do this the minute i add one thing yeah. you know which, which is strange for my skateboarding because I suck at flat ground. Number one, I don't put the effort into it. Of course, I suck into it, suck at it because I don't practice it, right? Every trick I've ever learned, I've learned on an obstacle. Like I didn't learn heel flip on flat. I learned heel flip on bank. Like That's I didn't so learn, weird. I didn't learn manuals. I learned five O's, uh, you know, grinds. Like I like to learn everything on an obstacle. And I think it, I'm focused more on the obstacle and what's going to happen next that I'm not so wrapped up in the trick. And when I try flat ground, I'm just so involved in the trick. You just over and over and over and over again that you, you just get in your own head. But if I'm thinking about the box and everything else, thinking about more things stops me from kind of spiraling on one thing. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Dude, totally. Yeah. Get a lot of skating's like that. Yeah. Just trying to distract yourself to like let it happen, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of times it's a mind game, and you talk right. your, you kind of freak yourself out of it, or you, you, I, I can't tell you how many times I've done this, and I've watched people do this, is where they're they could land the trick every try, but they just stuck in a bail repeat. They're like bail, yeah. bail, bail, and it's just their mind not letting them do it. And I'm like, dude, right. just take the slam. And I tell myself yeah. that I'm like, just fucking eat shit at this point, like. You're going to land it. Like, just do what you're afraid to do. Yeah. And then you end up doing it. And you're like, oh, why was I so afraid? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I think, fuck. <laughs> like, and like, just the, just the knowing you can do, especially like once you can do it, you can do it. Um, you had Manny, you had Manny Santiago on your show, right? So he's a couple times. Manny's so man. here, here's what I say about Manny. Like, is Manny my favorite skateboarder? No. Is Manny one of my favorite humans that skateboards? Yes. I think he's an amazing human. And he was talking about how he, went out and got all these hard tricks 
And then he got all the footage stolen and he had to go back and do them. And he did like, because he believed he could get him. He had done them before. And like in there was, there was no question in that man's confidence that he could knock out every one of those tricks. And so he just went back and got him again. Like, Oh man, no, we're not going to stress it. We're not going to freak out. We're just going to go back tomorrow and we're going to do it. I, man. That blew that my mind when he, when he was telling me that I was yeah. like, that's fucking, I would be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, but it was, but like he was able to do it because he just, he honestly believed he could. Man, you know? he believes like, he can fly. He believes yeah. he can fly the man. <laughs> so awesome. Like, honestly, one of my favorite humans that skates, like when I, when I listen to him talk and I see what he does in, in his community, um, man, just a, just an awesome dude. Like the only pro I really follow is JK's. Like, I've never seen anyone with so much pop Wait, in who's my that? life. JK. He, yeah, Jake Hayes. He drives. Oh, for, Jake. He drives, Jake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He drives for Death Wish. Death Wish. Yeah. So like, here's a funny story. I'm following. I'm following this dude on Instagram. My God, man, it's it's so good. And I'm like following him for like nine months before I realized he's a pro skater. Like, I just thought he was just just a rad dude who skated right and i was like oh shit i didn't i didn't know and like i felt funny i like i was laughing at myself but he's super super talented like I'm, like he's his pop yeah no one gets their knees up like that like it's so crazy it's amazing it's amazing when you can watch someone who's yeah. like dedicated so much time to skating and you see them come into like the point where they feel like they can do anything on a board yeah. and like watching his parts is like you're like whoa this dude's like dude's really insane. he can do anything at this point like yeah i remember that point when i had that like skating there was a point when i was like riding for zoo york and world industries and i was just like at the top of my skating and the same thing it's just like take me to the zone. spot yeah take me to the spot like we're gonna yeah. figure out here's what i can do and i know i can do it bigger or gnarly or faster or further and there's i love watching people get to that yeah. it's it's crazy with skating because it's like uh, like that was something that drove me as a kid i was like i don't like i wanted to avoid all responsibility so i could focus on skating and take it as far as i could imagine it could go my own skating you yeah. know and I love watching that in someone is like when they have the ability and they don't take it for granted and they go to all these amazing places across the world and they have sponsors yeah. supporting them and they just film these video parts where you're like, yeah, that was their dream was to create that. Like, right. that's what I love about skating and Jake, Jake and those dudes, like there's a lot of dudes that ride for companies that it blows yeah. my mind. Like they're yeah, I think, um, I think new balance as a whole is like built a pretty solid team of just good humans. Like all these guys, Jamie Foy, JKs, those type of, those type of skaters, like those are the people like I'm, I'm interested in as humans and skaters, but I have trouble connecting to like new professionals. Like all the great skaters I think of, like I automatically go to the eighties, like automatically like Lance mountain, most well-rounded skater of all time will never get credit for it. Like street vert, like whatever bowl, like Lance is super well-rounded. I just want to skate. I want, if you're like, oh man, what's your end result? I want to skate as good as Lance Mountain did in the eighties. <laughs> like, like, you know, like that would be enough. Like I can just go cruise any street and just have a good time anywhere in America and just with style roll away. Like, man, that would be success at the end of the day. Like I skate a bunch of parks because 
it's embarrassing going to a street spot as a 44 year old and people are like, man, what are you doing? Like, you know, like I'm skateboarding. Like, why are you doing that? Um, man, that's a good question. So I was in El Paso skating a elementary school and the cop pulled up. He's like, Hey, I was like, what's up? And he like gets closer. He's like, Hey, 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 sir. <laughs> um, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get some tricks. He's like, okay. He's like, how yeah how old are you i was i think 42 at the time i was like oh, 42 he's like okay just be safe i was like all right you know but like <laughs> the whole convert the closer he got to me like the whole conversation changed you know it's like what is this old man doing you know i i, I get it dude i deal with that because i have a skateboard team and they're all younger than me and uh i they I still try to street skate a little bit, not as gnarly as I used to, but yeah. like they get me out in the streets and like we're getting kicked out and I'm the one dude who's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave. I don't want to yeah. get in trouble. Yeah. And right. they're all like, fuck that. We're staying. We're trying to get this. I'm like, yeah. oh, good luck, dude. I'm going to walk around yeah. the block. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So funny. Showing my age. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I view the park as like the training ground for the street. Um, but then like, man you learn some valuable lessons like 50 50 is like one trick i always had and then the first time i took it to the streets i was like oh my god this isn't a this this curb wasn't built for this like i've got a you're you you have to learn the obstacle as much as you have to learn the trick yeah. you know yeah and so when i was in when i was in south korea i didn't progress very much in that year in south korea but i skated my ass off but i went to a different park almost every saturday so I had to learn the park. So I had like what I called my traveling tricks. Like, here's the five tricks I know I have. And I'm going to try and find a way to get those tricks because I want to skate while I'm at the park. I don't want to just sit in one spot and learn one damn thing, right? So I would just take my five tricks and just try and learn them on different obstacles. And that was super challenging. And then I always try and find the, the one thing at each, every park, no matter how similar it looks, always has one thing that's different, makes it unique. And I always try and find that that one aspect or whatever park I'm at, that's, that makes it different. I don't care how crap it is. I want to skate the one thing that's different um, at every park. But, but I think since I've been back um, here in North Carolina, we only have, we only have one park. Like we have one park in our entire city. It's a pretty big city. And it's just opened up uh, as the, as the country shut down for COVID in early 2020, that's when the park opened and it's a team pain park. It's super nice. Uh, this is the first time I've had, had consistent time at one park since I started skating. And now I'm starting to actually see some progression because I'm not just wrapped up in traveling and, and learning the park. I'm, I'm trying to work on my personal, my skating. So I think this year, this year is probably my best, best year of skating uh, by far for any type of progression. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's nice to have a home turf where you know the ramps and you can learn all the basics and yeah. you can like figure out your environment and you can start to like that's really crucial. Like growing up, I had like um skate it used to be Skaters Island was like my home park and I'd go there to skate every day and all day and I'd learn so many tricks and then it turned into Skaters Edge, which I still live near. And that's like my place where I go and it's like they have every ramp and I can learn. Yeah. I can just like get comfortable and know that park inside and out. And then you go to all these, then as you travel and you go all the different parks, you start to see similarities and things. And it's right. like, yeah. Um, but, but every was, curve and every bank, like they, everything has its own personality. 
like it's like oh yeah i can do this trick and then you go on that curve like oh man that curve's different like let me figure this one out you know i definitely love that aspect of street skating like you were talking about how everything's different and you have to kind of learn how to adapt to the spot instead of like having a perfect skate park and being like you know you just know everything's perfect it going to a street spot and like it not being perfect and you having to find the trick that fits that spot is like the best fucking feeling in the world Have, have you have you read that book um man what's it called skateboarding architecture the body and the city something like that it's super long title but it was written by it's super good it's real like intellectual book but it's written by an architect uh and the architect is he's talking about how like skateboarders like see everything so differently like when they built whatever they built a building a parking garage whatever it is like they did not see it in the eyes of the skateboarder so like this architect goes out and he follows skaters to see how they see things that other people built and it's just it's an amazing book that talks about how you know just how how it all comes together and it all connects but different lenses see things differently i don't know it's hard to explain Really no, smart but that, book. that makes perfect really sense to me because yeah. like uh, growing up as a skater i've always looked at all these things in the cities and you yeah. just vision what you can do on it now not what it was designed for the public but what right. you could create or do on it like yeah. that makes perfect sense that's kind of cool that someone wrote that I yeah. thought, I definitely i'll definitely send you the link yeah, yeah it's on it's on amazon i think he's got a couple of youtube videos where he, the the author talks about it like in seminar but uh super super interesting uh man there's a couple of good books. Uh, have you read Rodney Mullen's Mutt, How to Skateboard Without Killing Yourself? No, no. So I his... don't think I've ever read a, like a skateboarding yeah. book. I've seen so they've been popping up though. So that's his biography. I read it years ago. And and it, like people are like, oh, skateboard without killing yourself, like not get hurt. No, it was all about like the emotional shit he went through with his his dad not wanting him to skate, having to quit skating and coming back to skating and the rise and fall of world industries. Like all of that's in there. Um, hundred percent worth reading and it's short read easy read but definitely worth reading you know yeah like especially especially so connected to world as you were like yeah i think you'd find it interesting as shit you know yeah definitely i probably should have read it by now (laughs) you need to you need to hit those dudes up like we need the man that sold the world graphic like they need to re-release that one the fucking rocco face with the fucking the army behind it yeah, that one's uh, just such a classic graphic. That that movie, that that documentary, phenomenal. Like, so that's when I quit skating. I stopped skating as World was coming in, and they they had killed the Big Five, right? Because I grew up in the eighties, like yeah. GNS, Kyle Peralta, Vision, like that. That was what was great to me. And then all of a sudden, World came in, and like made them look like little cartoons and worthless and like threw them in the trash and then like skaters went like hard like especially in san diego like skating transitioned real quick um and i was like man i don't fit in anymore like i'm not good (laughs) enough like these dudes we went from like oh let's build a launch ramp to you got to go down this 12 stair no no i don't <laughs> like you know i'm not doing that so like that's what i transitioned out of skateboarding as wheels got small pants got big and, and like skaters went hard went hard in the 90s um but then when i came back into skating like going and watching that movie that documentary 
and seeing from that perspective, I was like, yeah, that is definitely the growth of skateboarding and, and the part that I missed in the transition and what has essentially made skateboarding what it is now um, all stems from that, that small piece of history. Super interesting. Yeah, man. That's when I got into skating. Yeah. It was like the nineties and world industries and flame boy and wet willy. And like, yeah. that's what attracted me initially was right then, right. When you left off, I picked up, like started with it. It's just crazy yeah. to think. So like, um, GNS still makes some boards, but they don't release them very often. Um, and I'm a big, big GNS fan. That was a San Diego company, Gordon Smith surf. And then their boards like Neil blender, like really like tons of chris miller like chris yeah, miller's amazing. probably my fav- favorite amazing. all you know verse skater of all time bull rider um but i was able to pick up a one of their reissues they just put out of the neil blender faces board but they call it an 80s modified so they took the 80s shape but then they gave it a true nose pulled the pulled the uh, front bolts back a little bit so you have a real nose to slide on gave it some shape and some concave and i'm probably going to set that one up here pretty soon but like I'm stoked uh, to have like an old school GNS uh, blender, Neil blender board. Cause man, that's rad. You know, I feel like um, Neil blender. I feel like Donnie Barley did like a tribute graphic on birdhouse. It was like a guy holding like a coffee cup. Yeah. That's the coffee cup is the, yeah, that's the blender. Yeah. Yeah, Original OG GS GNS graphic, the, blender coffee yeah, yeah i've got that on a, i've got that on a shirt uh bought from gms that graphic's sick dude yeah so like I, have you have, like do you know who neil blender is have you watched any of his like old clips i mean i've watched it but yeah. i'm not probably as connected as you so, and Bar- barley are <laughs> it's just a, like rad like vert skater but uh when when vert was going dead like he transitioned to street like man and he went hard like he was ahead of his time but he's way more of an artist than a skater. Like you don't see him doing interviews and living off his skating or anything. Like he's fully in, invested in art now. Um, but there's a there's a famous clip you can find on YouTube in the middle of a competition. Like he stops his run and he goes up to this to this uh, wood wall and he pulls out a, you know spray can or marker. I forget which one. And he just starts. He just fucking does an art like project right there on the wall in the <laughs> middle of his run. He's like, boom, motherfuckers! <laughs> like they rolled out. You know. It's just legend you know yeah but that's like, epic but like it, it is for me it is the Vallelis, it is the the neil blenders and uh, of course there's rodney like i'll never relate to rodney but i can respect the shit out of rodney like that they just invented the world um and then like tony people can rag on tony but like any any sponsored skater in the world that's ever been sponsored a day in their life should like hey thanks tony like he he opened the door um, to make a living, like a true living out of skateboarding. Um, like he's done so much for, he's done more for skaters, I think, than a, than a lot of people realize. And the current generation only know him like, oh, Tony Hawk pro skater. Like that's why he's famous. No, that blows man. my mind. That, dude, that dude's been famous. I grew up in San Diego. My my daughter's name is Tory Pines. His, he went to Tory Pines High School, right? Like we're like same neighborhood type thing. Um, he's been famous my entire life and I'm, and I'm 46. Now he was Tony Hawk. He was pro. What did that mean? He got a dollar board, not a big deal, but like, then all of a sudden he had a house and then he had this and then he had that. Then he lost it all, but he kept skating. Then he had a birdhouse. Like this dude's been grinding in skateboarding from my earliest 1980s 
skateboard memories. I can't say that about anybody else other than Caballero. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm eternally grateful to Tony Hawk because I literally went from like the projects to yeah. traveling the world because because of Tony Hawk. Yeah, didn't you get? Didn't you? Did you am for Birdhouse for a little bit? Yeah, Donnie Barley like yeah. reached out to me because he's from the East Coast and he's just like, "Hey, Birdhouse is looking for an amateur from the East Coast. You're the guy." I'm like, "Well, Man. let's do it, dude." Let's do that. Yeah. And then it's like so whole life, my whole life, like my dream came true right there because I got basically. That was, your, that was your first big call. Was was to Birdhouse. I mean, I rode for Fibro before, which was yeah. amazing, but it yeah. was kind of like the small, it was small. Fibro wasn't what it yeah. is today. And it was just like, they took me, I was like flow trash and they helped like build me up and build my name. But Birdhouse was like, you're traveling with Tony Hawk. They're paying for everything. <laughs> I like get to actually just focus hundred percent on my skating. I didn't have to yeah. work. And like, hello, yeah. sir. I'm here. I'm here to, I'm here to do work. <laughs> yeah. And I was exactly my attitude, <laughs> yeah. which kind of, which kind of like people kind of get like people, my peers, some of my peers were like, Oh, talking shit. Cause all I did was focus on, I had my eyes on the prize, but it's yeah. like, I grew up in the projects. I right. had mo all these issues. I'm like, I'm not here to like become cool with you guys. Like if we're friends, if we become friends, cool, but I'm yeah. here to like live my dream. Like I want to get in magazines. I want to get in videos. I want to like earn this. Like I didn't yeah. want to just be like, I'm the shit now that I'm sponsored. I wanted, I wanted to be like, yeah, what's I, the next step? Yeah. Like, let's yeah. keep going. Like, this is like, I don't want it could go away. Like I want to make yeah. sure I earned it yeah. and we build the future instead of just feeling like I'm the shit and like become part of the club. There was like that vibe when I was in California a little bit, it was yeah. like, there was like a club you could get in if you just acted that's where the personality side went a little weird because i'm always a dude who loves people that have like a character and a personality because i think tricks are just tricks and if you have a character it makes it way more in depth and means yeah, a lot but for sure. there's, there's also the other side of that where it's like all you are is personality and you neglect your skating right that happens sometimes like in california when i was younger they have perfect weather all the time and dudes would just sure. all, all hang out degrees year round. Yeah. And it was just you like, know? it was like high school. It was like, everyone's in clicks and it was like, the skating was like kind of blase. And to me, yeah. I was like, I don't want to be like that. I want to like, I'd rather be by myself than get in a click and just like right. rely on my Yeah. You can get comfortable. Right. Like, yeah. And I think that's the risk with, with any, any profession. I don't care what you do. The minute you're comfortable, you're missing the boat. Yeah. Like, like you should be uncomfortable at all times. That's, that's when you know, you're probably on the right path of getting it right. Yeah. Um, I had, I'll give you an example. I had a, I had a young, a young NCO that, that worked for me a couple of years ago. And uh, when I was leaving, he's like, man, I bet you're glad you don't have to, to deal with me anymore. I was like, no, man, dude, I love you. Like, he's like, you're always giving me shit. Like, you're always like, you're always correcting me all this. I was like, because you're working your ass off. You're giving me the most to work with. You know, there's plenty of people here that are doing nothing. Like I don't, I can't offer them any coaching. I can't offer them uh, any next level shit because they're yeah. not giving me the basics. I said, you gave me something every day to work with and you took the coaching and you progressed with that coaching. So I just kept giving it. I was like, man, I'm grateful for my opportunity to work with you. And, and he was like, man, I never would have thought of it that way. I thought you were just constantly in my shit. I was like, no, I was constantly there because you were constantly putting in work. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be where the work's at, man. That's you so know? true, man. That's awesome. That's so yeah. true. I was kind of getting at that earlier. I was like wondering with the army, if you had to like kind of mentor and walk. People it is, it's, it's all mentorship. Like, 
man, like take, um, look at some of these team managers, right? You get some team managers on, in skate teams that are like, yeah, guys do whatever you want. And you get the guys that are like Stacy Peralta with Bones Brigade. Okay, come in, let's talk about it. Like, what are we trying to do? What do we want to do? What's the next level? Like, how can I help you reach your goals, right? So here's what we have to do for the team. Understand that. But also like, that doesn't mean you, you sacrifice yourself. Like, how can, how can we be a, a win-win for the team and you? And that's, that's kind of like what being a good leader in the army is like. Like we got an army mission. We have to do these things. They're like, this is our contract with America. We're going to do X, but what do you need in the process too? If we can facilitate both, we're going to facilitate both to the best of our ability. Is it always going to work out? It's not like at the end of the day, the army's going to win. But if we can get you one step closer, two steps closer or whatever to what you need, or you think we think's best to get you progressing for the future army, then, then that's what we're going to do. You know? So it's a, I spend like any any given day, I'm not going to tell you how many hours it is, but it's a lot. Um, I would tell you 90% of my time is dealing with individual personal personalities, either on their, on their, the growth they're doing, which is great. The growth they need to do, or where they're just missing the mark. And then the other 10% is like, here's the no shit requirements that we need to get right. Now it's funny, right? That what we have to get right is the most important thing in the army. Like we have to get these things right. But I'm spending 90% of my time with the individual people that to get those things right. Yeah. You know, cause like it's people, it's a people organization like air force, air force and Navy, right. They spend billions of dollars on expensive airplanes and ships and things that like those pieces of equipment do the job and like some nugger you know behind some panels operating it right right my organization's paratroopers like they are the equipment they are the brain they are the human like they've got everything they're going to hit the ground with they're jumping out of an airplane with it they're going to they're going to find other people with the right skill set on the drop zone to come together. And we call it LGOPs, little groups of paratroopers. You got a radio, a leader, and a heavy weapon. You can accomplish a lot of shit um, if everybody knows the plan. So, like, you, everyone's accountable because you don't know who you're going to land next to. And you better be ready because you guys are going to go do shit and you're going to go do it right. And, and there's no exception to the rule. So, it's awesome. cra- it's crazy how much that just translate translates into normal life, especially yeah. na- nowadays, dude. When there's recessions and pandemics, yeah. and everyone's playing these weird games, and <laughs> it's like you really need to know yourself so well. Yeah. And then those yeah. around you, you gotta kind of like you want to build yourself up, but then you want those people around you building themselves up. Yeah. If you if you're if you're if you're being successful and you look to your left and your right and there's no one with you, you're not successful. Yeah. You know, you better, you better bring some homies with you or, or you're doing it wrong. You know, you better look yourself in the face real quick if you're alone. Fully, you know? fully dude. Yeah. Hey, Cause it's lonely there. <laughs> yeah, you're for lonely. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that like when growing up, cause I was like, uh, just trying to pursue skateboarding and I sacrificed a lot of relationships just to pursue skateboarding, you know? And then when I reached that level with skating, I was like, Oh man, like I kind of like, I'm glad I did this, but at the same time I neglected things that I should have carried with me, you know? And I learned that real fast. So like, 
it's very few uh, professional skaters get to be pro as, as they get older, right? You, you, you're going to come off. Same with the Army, right? The average, not the average. Best case scenario for most people is a 20-year career, right? That is like perfect scenario. Most people don't do it. They join. I don't remember what the percentage is, but very few make it to a 20-year retirement. But you have to be grown enough to understand that you're going to leave around 20, 24, 23, year, or 30 years. Grown enough to develop everyone behind you to, to keep things going. But if it's all about you until the day you get out, what did you leave behind? Like you just sacrificed America's sons and daughters and the next mission if you didn't build 100 to 200 of your replacements you know like these people are staying in these people are going to get it right these people are going to replace me and him and him and him and her like you got to do that same with i would assume pro skating like you can't be a pro skater forever but like who's going to replace you how are you going to be value added as a team manager or a company owner or whatever how are you going to continue to be part of skateboarding but not trying to be the guy on the board you know yeah. you can't always be the guy on the board but you can support the guy on the board. You know, you can, you can set the best conditions possible for them to be successful and continue everything you love about skateboarding. You're just going to have to take a different approach to be a part of it. And that's the same with, you know, us as we, as we get older, like I'm much closer to being out of the army than I was ever in the army. You know, like the most you usually do is 30 years without some crazy exception. 20 years is full retirement 30s like most people don't ever make it this far if i do 30 years like holy cow man that means like i will have been a, that means i will have been a like so like right now i was 19 when i joined and i've been in for 26 years now so i've, I've been in the army seven years longer than i ever lived before i was in the army that's how i feel about you skating know? right <laughs> the average the average staff sergeant in my unit, which is the second level of, of sergeant, um, is the same age as my children. That's right. Insane. Yeah. Right. So like, yes, really, if, if I had kids, I got, I got two. I have a soon-to-be 23-year-old son and a soon-to-be 21-year-old daughter. Um, yeah. I've been married for 25 years um, to the same person. Like, that's super successful and never saw that coming. Uh Growing up, I didn't you know I had one friend all the way through high school that still had his original mom and dad together. Um, like I didn't know marriages lasted. And here, here, me and my wife were at, at 25 years. And uh, I always tell people, man, I really like my wife. And then they look at me crazy, like, why do you, why do you say like instead of love? It's like, man, people love the wrong people all the time. Imagine liking the person you're with for 25 years. Like that's that's, that's a that's a crazy thing with the title family too is like people yeah. people have that title family and then they'll teach treat each other like shit and you're yeah. like well that you're taking the title for granted like maybe Dude, no one will rip you <laughs> off break into your house and get in your business no criminal will do that worse than a family member <laughs> like <laughs> like Family is like the worst group of people in the world a lot of the time, you know? It's because it's because it's crazy because like I've watched there's a lot in my family and it's like it, that title is so personal that you take everything yeah. so offensive, you know? And it's like, let's relax. Like, let's yeah. be friends before we're family. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like, let's yeah. go slower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we're, we're moving too quick. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, you know. It's not me, it's you. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for me too, like uh all I need was kind of that for me. Like when I created the business of all I need, the brand, yeah. it was my way of going, look, man, like skateboarding's done a lot for you. And like you've indulged and you had the boards and the shoes and like like you, you can't I can't keep being that dude and thinking that I'm gonna be this like fucking hip pro into like yeah. you know like i'm like there's diminishing returns like how can i stay involved like how can right. i give back like how can i keep it growing because the thing that helped me and gave so much to me and helped me understand my life and my world and my gave me my fiance and gave me a sense of purpose like how can i keep giving back to that because it's given so much to me so how do i contribute so i was like right. maybe i can build a brand and like give these kids a chance to like experience some travel get you know be a part of being sponsored have the structure to like yeah. walk them into it and figure things out and give them space to be creative and and like have a community and like play a part and it's like that was my thing with all i need is like that's what i need i need that yeah. community i need to create it i need to like give it back to them because people did that for me so now it's my yeah. turn to serve instead of just take and, you know like i heard you talking the other day like it's funny like you skate with you know westgate and you've got you've got your pros <laughs> your pros on your team and you're like oh man you know what my favorite thing to do is it's go skate with chloe <laughs> like that's my favorite thing in the entire world to do you know it's like this dude could go could go like use his name travel around visit skate parks visit other pros do do whatever and like he's like nah man i'm gonna me and chloe are gonna go learn some tricks like we're gonna get it right you know that's Dude, pretty awesome she's so inspiring to me every time i see her just her attitude yeah. her approach her like lust and like excitement for skating like it just like it's cool because she's only she just turned 13 and like yeah. she's always progressing and she's never satisfied like she's she, she'll enjoy a moment but then she knows that she could do it better or there's something beyond it like to see that in a little kid like packaged up and like yeah it's uh it's very fucking inspiring so like any chance i get to skate or hang with her like she's le yeah. legitimately like Brandon Westgate was my favorite skater, and now Chloe Antonoli <laughs> awesome. is my favorite skateboarder. That's like, awesome. Yeah, and that's like when, when's, when's Chloe getting a, when's Chloe getting a board? Right? She's got to like, she's got to earn it, dude. It's, we're not yeah, there. Yet. We're not there. Yet. there. <laughs> get it there, you know. I, that's you a know? lot. Like it's crazy because I hang out with a lot of kids, and they're so, excited, and they want that. They want these things, and I'm like. Yeah. Well, look at what Billy had to do to yeah. get his board. So look this, at Evan, so, like, <laughs> like. So we call this uh, developmental counseling, right? So you gotta you gotta put it on paper, like, okay, here's where you are. Yep. Here's the things you need to accomplish, and it, once you accomplish those things, then we'll consider uh, promotion, right? Yep. So you can you can work them work them all the way through. I know she's flow though. I, I know you're I know you're flowing. You're, yeah. you're flowing the t-shirts and stuff and that helps that helps when you're a young kid like that helped me like there was companies that i sent tapes to and they gave me a structure like you're doing a good job but this is what these guys are doing and this is where you should be so i took that as like constructive criticism i didn't yep. get offended i was like oh okay well that gives me a direction that gives me something to aim at you know yeah. i try to do that for them i try to set like a uh like a rank or a stand i'm like look yeah. this is flow Evans pro look what right. Evans done watch his video pars look right. at how he carries himself and and it gives them something to go right. oh yeah you're not, right because it's not just the tricks like I think if you like 
we would, we would ask what I would ask if I had someone that's trying to make the next level, like what's your vision statement? Like, give me your vision statement. If you can't tell me like what you're going to stand for and, and what you're going to try and do as a human, we, we don't have a starting point. I need to know your vision for X before we even start. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. I don't care how good you do all the things that are required of you. What is your vision for the organization and yourself and the future? Right. Yeah. So you got it. That's a big part. That's a big part of like wanting to be a pro skateboarder is you having yeah. your own vision. Cause like yeah. you, you got to be able to see where you want to go with your, with your skating yeah. and, and you got to have that internal fire and drive. No one's going to do that for you. So you nope. got to start crafting that yourself for sure. Yeah. But yeah. get them to verbalize it. Even the young kids like, okay, like what's your vision for this? Like, what do you question number one? Like, what do you think being a pro means? So like, one of the questions I like to ask people when they come into our boards is like, why do you want to be a sergeant? Like, why do you want to be one? Like, is it just the natural next step? And you think you've done your time or like, like, why do you want to be one? What do you, and once you're one, what are you going to do with it? And it like, man, if they're like, oh man, because I've been in for five years and I came to work every day. Oh, yeah, sure, man. Anybody can do that. You know, give me, give me the realness. Yeah. You know? So we could ask them the same thing. Like, no, I like that. Thank you. you know? It's crazy. Cause like, there's like, it's crazy. Cause kids are talented these days and that's awesome. And it, it, they're talented and do every trick, but a lot of them only have little kid style, which is fine. You yeah. know? But like, that's, that's like, but people blow smoke up their ass all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. what pisses me off. I'll see like a little kid with talent and potential and he's doing great or she, right. and then some people around him are just like blowing smoke up their ass. Like you should be pro. And they just fill their head up with all this so, shit. And I'm like, you're so just misleading them. Like what the, the analogy I use for people like that is like, okay, let's take, let's take professional football. All right. How many kids in America play pop winter football and they're the best person on their team, yeah. but then there's how many teams, right? Then they go to high school. How many of those guys end up being high school starters? Then they go to college. How many of them even make it on the damn team? Yeah. And then these guys that put their bodies through hell on Saturdays, how many of them actually make it to the NFL? And then how many of them actually make it on the field in the NFL? yeah right yeah like yeah. there's a difference like it shrinks so like when you're watching a professional athlete you are no kidding watching the best of the best in the world you know and there might be someone who's the best basketball player in the world out on the streets of your neighborhood that failed to go to college failed to market themselves failed to knock on the right doors and they're never going to be pro and they've got every skill in the world, but yeah. they didn't, they didn't complete the requirements on the way there. Right. So you got to knock out the requirements. Cause I don't care how good you are. You'll just, you'll be lost on the Instagram flow and like, Oh yeah. Nice trick. Next nice trick. Next. And no one's going to care. You know, I think that kind of brings back to the, to the YouTube thing. You start creating people start to understand your personality and your character and what's important and what you stand for and what your vision is you get that longer content and now people are invested in you like right? like man i want that person to represent whatever we're doing wheels deck boards t-shirts whatever uh because of your presence like presence matters doesn't matter how talented you are if you don't have the presence and character that go with with that 
Yeah. And definitely no one can do you better than you. So figure out who you are, question who you are, figure out who that is, and then try to play to your strengths for sure. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with who they are, right? So you're talking about like people like, oh man, I want to start making videos. Like, how do you do that? Man, my number one advice to everyone that wants to make a video is make a damn video. Like stop trying to figure out the, you're not going to start your channel with like the perfect, all I need sign in the background with the perfect mic and and the right guess, like that's not going to happen. You just have to put up some shit and go learn from it. And like, that's the only way to do it is put it out there and keep putting it out there and learn from it. There's only, the only way you can learn anything is to do it. If you think you're going to figure it all out on the homework side of it and build this little perfect thing and put it out there day one, you're crazy, man. You got to yeah. go take some L's if you want to be fucking excellent at anything. That's how Styles Forge too. Yeah. Taking losses, trial and error. Yeah. That's where Styles Forge is. You're learning to balance. You're falling, getting back up, yeah. and you're starting to figure it out. And that's when your your own natural style comes in. Yeah. When you're just trying to use a cheat sheet or like think you're gonna have it figured yeah. out, it ain't gonna work. That that's not reality. Yeah. yeah. You scripted like all the successful people. You're just another one of them. Like how many Casey Neistats do we need? I'm pretty sure we just need one Casey Neistat. I don't need fucking five hundred fucking Casey's. Yeah. You yeah. know. Like, <laughs> You know, and like skateboarding, like how boring would skateboarding be if everyone did everything the same, right? If like, everyone was Nigel, I'd kill right. myself. Right. What if, like, <laughs> if Nee Williams didn't heel flip like Nee Williams, like, man, okay, it's just another heel flip. No, that's a fucking Nee Williams fucking heel flip. Like, yeah, that's I can know that by the, you can know that by the shadow, right? Yeah. You know, so like that style, that style matters, you know? Yeah, uh, that's That's what I like about it. like, skateboarding like you can ask someone how to do something but you should really ask them what they're trying to do because like their foot is not going to be where your foot's going to be like everything everyone's going to skate differently so like it's almost like what's the desired effect not how did you do that yeah you know what i'm trying to do is get my board to go in the air and i'm trying to flick it as it's reaching the apex of its height so it gets a full flip and then comes now flat Oh, okay. So I'm flicking too early or I'm flicking too late because now I understand the effect of what you're trying to do. Not I flick, I, I pop and I flick and then I land, right? Yeah. That doesn't explain it. Explain to me the effect of what you're trying to gain, you know? Yeah. Oh, that cra- makes sense. It's great. No, it does. It's crazy yeah. how many people are different too. Like when I teach lessons, there was kids that like you could tell, I could tell them exactly how to do something and they would be able to do it. But then there's nothing to it. They're just not into it. They're like, yeah. oh, you just yeah, kind of absolutely. robbed them of it. You know, you yeah. robbed them of their own like autonomy. Yeah. And then there's other kids that you could tell them, but they just don't even listen, but they'll figure it out on their own or whatever. Yeah. It's every person's so different. Like some people just need a friend or a mentor or some people yeah. need someone to challenge them or someone needs just them to listen to them you yeah. know like it's unbelievable how complex every person is yeah I, lo- I love that aspect of skating and teaching skating or lessons is that i think yeah. skating with other people is so important yeah like, yeah because yeah. i do a lot of skating by myself in the morning so i don't like to film when other people are there and it's not that i don't like to film because they're there I feel like it's disrespectful to them. Like, why is this guy filming while we're trying to skate? Oh man, so, I'm a worse than. You know, <laughs> yeah. So like, I just try, I just try and be aware of that um, for me. Um, but, but like when I'm skating by myself, I'm always working on the same things. Cause I'm, that's my comfort zone. That's where my head's at. But then like when I skate with other people, like you start to see different lines, you start to see different approaches and like, 
like the session I just had with uh, Michael Relevant. Like I did four things I would have never done. Were any of them like incredible? Like, oh man, that was awesome. No, they weren't, right? So one one trick was um, I would I would never try uh, a blunt uh, pop back into transition. Like I'm not ready for that, right? But he he took me to a bank where I kind of you know tail slid into a blunt and then I jumped up and went back into faking. Right. You know, like that was at the right level for something I could try outside of my comfort zone, but very doable. And it just helped me learn that that body weight uh, shift from from going to the blunt to jumping up, transferring my body weight to go ready to go down fakie without slipping out. Um, and I thought, man, this is great. Like I would have never I would have never tried that on my own. You know, I would just never been like, yeah, whatever. It wouldn't have been there. But just having someone there that is willing to spend some time with you and make you see things a little different. Super valuable. Definitely. Know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's I love that's another aspect I like of teaching lessons too is if you can take it from that angle is where you observe someone and then you find something that you're like I know this will help them. Yeah. And then you can share it like that's the best feeling cuz you're like yeah. oh they're not even aware that they could do it on that thing or that right. and it's like you're giving them a so, gift, you know. So that's like that's like me in the YouTube comments, right? So I can't watch a video without fucking commenting. And I try most of the time to add some type of value added comment and not just some like, oh man, that was great. Like I, I'm in people's business. Like, I'm like, oh man, I thought about this, this, and this, or, hey, that was great approaching this, like, like lighting on this. Like I try, I like to, my wife calls it participate, right? I'm so like, I'll be over there, like typing my little remarks and my wife's like, are you participating? I'm like, yeah, I'm participating. <laughs> like, like I want to be present uh, in that person's video. Like, every person that makes a video, like they go out and they film and they, and they edit and they, they do all this work. Like I want them to know that I watch their shit. So like I leave excessive in-depth comments sometimes and probably people don't want my coaching or my advice. Uh, but man, I'm giving it, I'm giving it until people <laughs> tell me not to, you know, I don't, I don't know how to not do it. No, that's awesome. Well, Cause as a creator, it's like, you want people's feedback, good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. You just want that engagement. Cause you're like out here in space and time and you're creating yeah. something and you just don't know unless someone tells you something right. like, Oh, this is where I am connecting. Like, yeah. You just don't know it's yeah. valuable and that tim mckinney's big on that too giving you a little slice of like yeah. heart or encouragement and it means yeah. a lot you know? i wish there was like a, a mckinney decoder ring though because like he uses some <laughs> abbreviations and some hashtags and i'm looking at the captain crunch box for the decoder ring so i can fucking untimmy that shit you know, <laughs> you know? So. such a ledge it's his passion his passion Dude, pours for out sure. for sure and like and, and it's about, it's about the skating. Like he'll tell you, like, like the, the, he calls it the machine, like the machine took everything they could get from him and they, and they spit him out and like it, it wrecked him. And like, it's just been the last couple of years where he's been skateboarding for himself freely that he's really like found the love for it again. Um, what an incredible, incredible human, but man, yeah, reading his shit, like you better fucking you better call your intel guys and fucking figure that shit out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking rough. He's in he's in the metaverse before any yeah, of us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure yeah. that shit out real fast. It's fucking awesome. But like, man, I love it. Like, um in any anybody that pops into my channel, like and leaves any type of comment, like, oh man, that's awesome. Like, I don't give a shit about the views. Here's why I like views. 
I spent so much time doing it, man. I hope somebody watches just because I'm invested myself in it. Like I want someone to share in it. I never ask people to like, I don't ask people to subscribe. Like, I don't do those things. I don't even know if it matters if you do those things. Um, I don't know. I'm just great. Yeah. I'm just grateful that, that people are there. I've never had a video blow up. Like I've never been like, oh man, 2000 views in two days. No, man. Like my best video is maybe almost at 6,000 views, but it's been just consistent, like consistently over my time on average, 800 views per video on average over my four year period. Man, I'll take that. Like, who am I? Right. If like, you look, if you look at it, like you're building something yeah. for a long term, that's good. Yeah, you're building like, up a retention rate and people are paying attention and it's consistent. It's yeah. growing, growing like little increments. Yeah. That's huge. It's just keep doing like every video for me is a success. Like, so that's one thing I'll talk to some of my, my paratroopers about. They'll be like, we have no free time. I was like, we have no free time. I was like, you're telling me you as the, as the, the young soldier, you have no free time, but me, as the, the battalion sergeant major, I can I can go out, I can skateboard, I can learn a trick, then I can come back and I can edit all those clips together and then make a video and then do all the things it takes to put one on YouTube. I don't think people realize how much it takes, how much time it takes just to get video from computer into YouTube publishing, right? That takes a minute by the time you do thumbnail and description and blah, 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 blah. Like it's time consuming. I was like, if I can do that, like once or twice a month, like we have some free time. Like, I promise you, like, what are you doing with yours? You're probably scrolling or you're probably having a few beers or you're probably playing your PlayStation. Like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do something with my free time and, and the videos help. And the videos also help me because it holds me accountable to my skating. Like if I don't put up a video for a while, people start hitting me up like, Hey man, like you good. When's the next video? Blah blah, and like that's a like a reality slap in the face to me. It's like, man, I'm not, I'm not making time for myself. I'm not getting it in. Or, yeah, I know I'm not getting in because we have X, Y, and Z going on. But this is how this is when I plan to get the next one in. But it it keeps me on track. Like the videos hold me accountable to my to my own skating. Um, yeah. uh, like it's a super important part of my skating because I started it at the same exact time I started skating. It's very much connected. Like, I didn't go like, oh, I'm good at skateboarding. I'm going to share it. It's like, okay, I'm going to skate and I'm going to share it from the start, from, from the, the whole process. And it's just, it's been integrated the whole time. And plenty of like channels have come and gone. Like, oh, there's a bunch of dudes I started with, like that, they were like the ride or die homies and they're no longer making videos. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. I'll hit them up like, hey, you still skating? They're like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, oh man, make some time. And sometimes a guy comes back and I get, I get excited. Like the dude was gone for a year and now video pops up. I'm like, oh shit, that's rad. Or you get the new, the new people coming in and some are super successful right off the bat. And I'm like, man, like you're getting it right. Um, but then like a lot of people are judging their new success off these shorts. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Shorts is like an Instagram score, right? People are going to see it. They're not going to see it. But if you've got, if you got 1800 views on a short, but all the videos you purposely made have 75 views, like disconnect there. Yeah. Right. It's two different audiences, like same as Instagram. I, I have a clear example of how disconnected the audiences are for short, short, uh, short content versus long content. I made a video called the best pow flight deck review. Fucking great session. Great fucking video. 
go watch that video for sure. Like I'm pumped on that one, but Pal Peralta shared my little ad for that video on their Instagram. Right. And Pal Peralta got 18,000 views in four days on that little fucking ad I did. Gnarly. I got zero, zero <laughs> difference in analytics for that video. That's yeah, how that's disconnected the short content to the long content is. It's a two totally different audiences, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, like I always kind of figure it was disconnected because I try and pull people from Instagram over to my YouTube and I don't know if it works or it doesn't work. I don't really see anything major, but like that was a clear one. 18,000 to zero, no questions asked. The yeah. two totally different things. That's my pumps that my pump that pal, which I grew up on, fucking shared my shit. Fuck yeah, that was gnarly. You know, I was excited as shit. Like when I came back into skating, is when the flight decks were coming out. And I thought it was so cool that the company that I grew up on had made like this this board that I felt confident to skate as a 210 pound human. Like I was uncomfortable learning board slides and those type of things when I first started, because man, I, I'm not trying to get hurt. Like that flight deck technology gave me stupid confidence. Like I'm not going to break this board. I can go a little bit harder. I can do these things. So it's like cool that I, I ended with Powell in the eighties and I got to pick back up with, with Powell in, in 2017. Yeah. That's right. So like it's the crazy. first, the first world board I owned is when I bought, when they just reissued them. That's like, cause I stopped skating when world came out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's sick. That Powell was, they had the technology that made you feel confident. I never really thought about that angle of it, but that's right. Yeah. As a 200 pound person, un, an uncoordinated 200 pound person, like when does a board take its worst beating? It's not when you're a pro it's like when you're learning how to skate. Oh yeah. Um, so like down on a curb or a ledge or a rail right. and just the like smallest snap. little things. You just, yeah. you're, you're just not ready for it, but having those, those two layers of the, uh, whatever it's carbon fiber or, or fiberglass, whatever it is, like, I know it's not going to break and it just gives me a lot more confidence to, to go things. Now saying that I've never broke a board, like, and I've skated plenty of wood boards. I've never broke a board and I've never broke a shoelace not sure if i'm really a skateboarder yet because i haven't done any of those things because i only oh, do heel dude. flips so i've Get never broken shoelace bro. yeah <laughs> so you know but um, also like i don't skateboards to death either so like when i was a kid i i um we i really one of the big reasons i stopped skating is we just couldn't afford it anymore like just kind of like man we just don't have the money so like as a 44 year old i'm gonna buy some shit like if it comes out and i want it i'm getting it and so awesome. like I might skate a board um, for four or five sessions and I'm passing it on, passing it on to somebody. They're getting almost a pretty, a pretty brand new board 99% of the time. Um, Cause I want the next shit. Like that's part of this adventure to me is I want to try, I want to try it all. You yeah, know, I want to try everything. Sick. Like I'm a, when I build this next, all I need board, like I've never tried Rick the clouds. Like I got these badass Chrome rims. I'm about to put on your, prosper board because if you're gonna have a prosper board you better have some chrome rims on them. damn right <laughs> you know so so i'm gonna try those on that that'll be cool like i'm a i'm a i'm a bones guy just by nature i do like the orbs wheels have you skated orbs no nope. they're the welcome they i think the guys over at welcome make them um, okay. i like their wheels wheels a lot but i tried the spitfire because that's when i was like oh man spitfire this spitfire that 
I tried the tablets. Um, they're pretty square for locking in on uh, grinds. They lock in so well, like you can hear them squeak when you go long lines. I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I'm very audible when I skate. Like, I yeah. want to hear the bearings. I want to hear the tail. I want to hear everything. I could hear like, like across grinds. I was like, nah. That's weird. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Board for me. can't be squealing, bro. <laughs> no, no. It's pretty it's, funny. It's crazy. Like, uh, speaking back to like creating YouTube videos, for me, a lot of it is like, I look at it like collecting memories. That's yep. what that's what really drives me is like I try because I'm the filmer yeah. a lot of the times. Like uh so I'm capturing all these people and there and it's like I live near a skate park where I'm surrounded. I go to Skater's Edge and there's fucking people coming from all over New England. So yeah. there's so many new people and like so many people I'm connected with, so many different people coming from different states and all that stuff. And a lot of times when I'm filming, I'm just like, I feel like I'm documenting, collecting memories. And then we go on these road trips or like I'm watching Chloe grow up through digital video or like, and I'm like, these are going to be like, I'm like thinking, I'm like, when I'm 60, I'm going to go back on this YouTube channel that I've had going for fucking 20, 30 years. I don't care if it's made me any money or if it has a million views, I'm going to go back and watch these videos and I'm going to be in tears because of like how good my life has been. You know, like I, it's, I literally I'll make a video and I'll, I'll be sick of the video after I make it. Cause I'll yeah. take the whole week of editing it. And right. it's like, I'm driving myself crazy trying to, I, I, I like have a hard time deleting clips. Cause I'm like, I don't want to delete this. Like, so uh, I'm the opposite. I delete all the clips after I'm done editing the video. I only keep the finished product. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> For I me, it's keep... like hard to let go of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, because I can't. I think it helps because I, <laughs> because I do that narration and I'm telling the story. Like oh, yeah. I kind of have it all in one, one little package. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. If you have some script kind of with the yeah. narration to follow. Yeah. Cause I'm or... just, I can just watch myself talking to myself, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what I was doing. You know? <laughs> For me, yeah. I'm like hard to cut stuff out. Like my last yeah. edit I'm working on, we went to Maine and I brought Chloe who's 13 who rips. I brought Elijah who's like younger than her. Who's fucking ripping and learning tricks for the first time. Uh, Silas little like, 13 14 year old anders 13 14 and i'm like this is their first time on a skate trip like with a team and we hit a street spot where they're bombing down a bank and shit and they were like i'm like this is i can't like how can i delete this shit like yeah and it's like i can't put in five of the same trick but they're all sick (laughs) what you can do is you can make them like little video libraries like this is the chloe library this is the x library like you can build them their own little files yeah i do so so they have that you know i'll send them like their raw clips too after because i'm just like here you put it online too like but it's like to me i'm like i go back so i'll film a whole edit it'll take me a week to film it maybe longer sometimes and i'll try to get it to like where i feel like there's no space sometimes if i'm having a bad week and i'm editing it's like it comes out sloppy whatever but when i'm at my best and I'm filming, I'm trying to like trim it down to where there's no fat, but it's like, I didn't cut out anything that like, I didn't just sacrifice anything. So, and I get this thing and I'm like, this is airtight and it's jam packed. And then when, and then when I go like the next week, when I go to like skate, I'll put that video on and I'll watch it in my car on my phone with the surround sound. Cause it's loud. 
and I watch it and I just sit in the car before I go skate. And I'm like, I just sit there and I'm like, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm like, this is so yeah. fun. Like these people are so awesome. Like I'm going to go in right now and see all these people again. That's and awesome. like we created this and this is like, it just like makes me like, it's hard for me to be ungrateful and shitty if I can just watch these videos of these awesome sessions and like moments that, and it's like, to me, that's more value. That's priceless. Yeah. It's not like, I don't yep. care. I don't care if no one watches it to me, that's fucking worth millions of dollars, you know? Yep. Like, and I'm like imagining when I'm 60 years old and I look back and I'm just yeah. like, I'm going to be able to watch people grow up and people learn back, tricks. It comes back on the same before. Like I tell people, like stop making videos for making videos, like record what you're naturally going to do. Like, yeah. what do you want to walk away from it with? Like if you're, if you're planning a video, you're probably getting it wrong. If you're planning your life and documenting it, you're probably getting it right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, it's like make the video that you want to look back on. Man, I like watching my videos. The whole reason I really started filming is I I wanted to watch myself. Am I doing what I think I'm doing? Because until you see yourself, like you can't see yourself. You know. Yeah. So like, am I? Oh man, I'm leaning too far forward when I squat or hey on that heel flip that i landed like my foot was in this position like i need to remember that next time i go back just having that that visual rolodex is what's helped me learn a, a lot of tricks when i've gotten it right that sticks in my head after i can watch it back yeah and so like i like to have that I like to have that library of this of this adventure like that's the cool part about it like when this is all said and done like when i'm gone man those videos are still going to be out there somewhere like some fucking alien's gonna come down and click on it and be like, "Oh man, this guy was the best keeper in the whole world." And I'm like, "I was," you know, you know, because they're not gonna know anything. He rips. Yeah, he rips. Yeah. This is him. This is the guy. You know. You know. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the zombie apocalypse, my videos will be out there somewhere. You know. Ah, that's which we're gonna survive on the mood of the culture yeah. right now we're gonna survive all you people that think we're not gonna that's yeah. just wishful thinking that's the easy way out the easy yeah. way out is that the world ends and everything goes to shit but oh i got an easier way man i'm i'm going the way of the rap man like someday like hey man where'd greg go he's gone boom like i'm just, i'm gone i'm rapping out of here man <laughs> you know <laughs> well get me some rapture on you know yeah man i'm Hell gone yeah. just poof where'd he go he's at peace all right roger that you know i always so i'm, I'm going to uh i'm going to a funeral tomorrow right and everyone's like oh man i'm so sorry i'm like dude dude's 94 years old like 94 is super successful life man like i cannot be sad for a 94 year old like when you're sad when people pass it's because because you're gonna miss them like what are you gonna miss like but for them like man 94 that's like, a full life dude dude that's we're talking life. 1920 1930 you're born like think about everything that person's seen from the automobile colored tv space travel a fucking smartphone right World wars yeah yeah major fucking wars and conflict like man that's an incredible life like honor it like respect it and like move on man but like i i, I have trouble feeling sad for people that lived awesome awesome full lives like man they're gone but man they did it right 94 that's sick you yeah, know that's a full ride for sure yeah for real both my grandfathers lived in 94 you know it's funny my other grandfather his most successful years of life were 93 and 94 wow man 
Legend. You can only wish you can only wish on that. He published some book on aliens that blew up and like grandma's still getting paid, you know. That's super sick, you know. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got like YouTube videos with like hundreds of thousands of views from being interviewed and stuff and i'm like oh man i got 500 <laughs> views <laughs> but my crazy ass fucking grandfather fucking got you know hundreds of thousands of views it's pretty That's funny so cr- it's crazy to think that like they were creating stuff and they didn't even know that it would be in the digital age and that yeah. many people would see it and like for sure that's surreal that's a yep. fucking crazy life dude that's gnarly man but yeah, I hope uh, I hope I'm more successful when I'm older than I ever was when I was younger, because that means I'm constantly progressing. Like that's the goal. I don't I don't want to I don't want to retire and be like, oh, I'm retired. No, like I want like what, what's next? Like, and hopefully I'm laying those that foundation, those laying those seeds down now, so like I don't have to figure it out later. Like it's just going to be a natural progression as I transition out of this lifestyle to the next. Um, we just we just keep building and and growing and i hope it has something to do with investing in people like i want i want to make people great like it sounds stupid and like artificial but like if i could do one thing in life how can i make other people better and 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 to me it's how do you make other people how do you help other people reach their vision you know first a lot of people just can't define it get them to define it and then what are the tools that are needed and how do we, how do we get there? And I want to help people get there. Yeah. I, I think it's totally doable, man. And I think we yeah. need more people with that vision and that like goal. Cause like we win together, right? Like yeah. when other people are successful, we're all successful. You Definitely. Know? So it helps, man. But well, that's the dream anyway. We'll see. Keep yeah. going. You're on the right path. <laughs> yeah. You know, if not, you'll find me living in an RV down by the beach somewhere, surfing and skating and being like, ah, I tried, you know, <laughs> you know, it'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sick, what, what's, man. what's next for all I need before we, before we get out here? What's the next, what's the next thing, right? So whoever did the fucking graphics for the last, the last four boards with, with the fucking, uh, like hot air balloon and yeah. the damn damn fucking squid you know holy shit that's not my boss is super talented artist like disney level artist and then i showed him the octopus and he's like that's fucking amazing he's like that's that's yeah my friend matt my friend matt created those that graphic and he knocked it out the park man and the shirt you have on too like he uh we we did uh that series on t-shirts as well um i have a new board we actually just put out a hoodie today on our online store it's like um praying hands with an i saw that that's i was thinking you know i was thinking when i saw that it's like there's a there's a instagram group called official military skate the navy would eat the fuck out of that oh sure there's a bunch of navy skaters like like that is that's right up their alley they would love that shit yeah man so that that was kind of like a not easy for me because for me like i i have like um I'm not religious, but like, I believe in God. And like, I like for me to put something out like that was kind of not easy to do. Like, so I was, man, I jump out of airplanes for a living. I'm not doing that alone. Promise you that I'll I'll be, I'll be religious all day. Like I've got, I got praying hands tattooed right there, but if you look at them, let me back it up. 
There you go. They're they're not clean, right? The cuff is the cuff is ripped. You know, yeah. the cuff is all ripped. The nails are gnarly. Yeah, yeah. The hands themselves are tattooed, right? Like you can go through your shit. You can yeah. go through your shit, but you don't have to go through alone. And then yeah. if you do, you know, do you know the story behind the the art of the praying hands that you see people get tattooed and on shirts and stuff? No. So these hands, it's not like an angel or anything. It's um, uh, Da Vinci's was in, when he was becoming an artist, not Da Vinci. Um, man, who was it? One of the great artists of all time. I forget. Maybe the guy that did the 16th chapel. What was his name? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Michelangelo, right? When he was back in the day, like you had to be an apprentice. Um, so you were working for someone that was an artist. And that's how that person was supported because you worked their land and you took care of their shit and they taught you art while they did their art. Well, eventually Michelangelo's um, teacher realized that he had become more talented than him. So Michelangelo started doing the art and the teacher started doing all the work so it's his his old hands that used to do you know perfectly smooth beautiful art are now gnarled from working in the fields like he sacrificed his art for michelangelo's art so like they're not pretty untouched hands of an angel they're the hands of a hard-working individual that sacrificed uh his love for someone else's yeah that's beautiful i like that yeah, for me, it was, like, hard to put that out because uh, it's weird to, like, uh, sometimes it's hard to put that into your creation and, like, think people will take it the wrong way. But I kind of yeah. say, like, like, with all I need, what I'm working on lately is I'm kind of separating the apparel and the skateboarding stuff. Like, I'm still going to have all I need skate, but I turned my own account, my Instagram account, into all I need apparel because I wanted to, like put like for the apparel side of things i wanted to put a little like more into it besides yeah. just skateboarding i wanted to branch outside skateboarding a little bit because i have like a depth to me that like i i just like i want to put out there on some level yeah. you know so to you want to grow you want to continue to grow and you don't want to box yourself in if you box yourself in there's no room so like yeah, now, you, exactly. now you just opened a whole new opportunity yeah exactly and to me all i need is like everybody can has that something they need yes everyone can relate to that on that level so that's kind of like if i was to grow my little thing adventures in skateboarding right if i was to grow that so when here's the funny story when i started i thought it was about the app 40 plus part of this title it's what it's turned into is the adventures part of it right if i was going to create a shirt it would be what's your adventure like skateboarding is my adventure like that's where i found my piece but yeah. if you want to go garden, you want to go golf, you want to go read, like, I don't care what it is. What is your adventure? What creates that time and space for you as an individual that makes you better at everything else? So like skateboarding is just my method, but I'm interested in everybody else's method. Like, how yeah. do you, how do you take care of yourself? You know? So yeah. I get it. Don't box yourself in. Like it doesn't skateboarding is, has brought you to here, but it doesn't need to be the only thing that takes you further. Yeah, I appreciate that. That helps me feel like not so crazy. (laughs) No, don't like put it out there, you know, put it out there. You know, like we said before, like, how are you going to learn? You're not going to learn shit until you put it out there, you know? 
Yeah, I, for a long, long time in my life, like skating was my whole thing, my whole purpose, and it still is. Yeah. But like, there's always been other things in my life that I've just like, um, I've hung on to that I don't share as much. So it's yeah, like, I wanted to find an outlet to be able to express that side of me that doesn't have that I don't have to force into the skateboarding side of things, you know? Yeah. But look at, look at Lance Mountain, Gons, um notice like these guys they're not living off the fact that they were the creators of a certain genre of skating they're living off their art every one of them yeah you know that's what they're living off of yeah. you know they're the greatest there ever was that created a whole genre of skateboarding and they're more interested in being artists than skateboarders yeah they've done it they've done yeah. it and they've come around to it yeah it's insane yeah. So uh, no, continue to grow, man. Like, and it's good. So like we talked about earlier, if you're uncomfortable, you're probably on the right track. You're obviously uncomfortable, which yeah, means yeah. you're obviously on the right track. Cause you could just be like, oh man, I do all I need skateboards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's you true. Know? I felt that way for a while. I don't want to be too yeah. comfortable ever. I like yeah. being in change. Uh, we're also going to do the new England am contest is coming up. Jan I don't have the date set in stone, but it's going to be in January. Um, we've done it like six years and then the pandemic happened. So we missed a year, but it's coming back full on amateur contest, all ages going to be epic per usual. So that's coming up. I'll have a flyer sooner than later and I'll be promoting that. And that's usually like anywhere from like a hundred to 200 people that come and compete, wow. which is insane. Yeah. And I announced the thing and my voice is usually blown out by the end of the yeah. day. And my eyes are burnt. Cause I've seen so much fucking amazing skateboarding. <laughs> it's insane, man. But so in January that's coming up, focusing on some of the apparel stuff and building that side of things up and then just uh, going forward with all I need skate and building the team and, we're working on another video. The dudes are getting ready. We did a trip to Florida and they started stacking clips and stuff. So, oh, we're going to put out issue number three of the All I Need magazine. That's coming. Um, bunch of stuff, dude. We we're always That's grinding awesome. something and aiming. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show too, man. I'm, yeah, man. I'm stoked that we got to like, connect again. Th thanks for having me, man. Like, like again, like who am I? Like you, you get to hang out with legends. Um, but it's like, I, uh, appreciate like you just being involved and, and being interested in in my little adventure i think it's pretty cool man like it says a lot about you and your character as a person and your your general love for for skateboarding and this this community like man you you could be a total ass if you wanted and you're not and i think that's fucking awesome you know it sounds so simple and basic but like people get it wrong you know you're uh you're getting it right as a human and i appreciate that same man i appreciate that you're a real human so it feels yeah. nice to connect and actually be able to talk and have a conversation and not have any weird pressures and uh you have uh don't sell yourself short dude because your life yeah. your life has been pretty interesting and crazy yeah yeah <laughs> dedicated a... you've been working and hard man there's a lot of people that uh avoid all those uh responsibilities that you've taken on fucking i'm, fully, I'm so. incredibly incredibly blessed there's no there's zero question in the amount of blessings I've received. Zero. Yeah. You know, I, love that. I don't get lost. I was, I try and tell new guys, like I was hungry when I joined, like hungry. I never forgot I was hungry. If you never forget you're hungry, you'll work your ass off. Hell yeah. But, you know, Anthony, thank you, hungry. man. All right. Stay rad, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll give it a little bit of time and we'll catch up again soon. For sure.